Hey, this is Baird. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Broke Watch Knobs, the only watch podcast that sees while the camp is everywhere they go. You have made it all the way to episode 215. Baird. Hello. Hello, Baird. What's, Hello. What's, <laughs> what's Hello. up? <laughs> Dude, I do that all the time nowadays. I'm like, when somebody says something, I'm like, I make it for love of ocean. I mean, hello, my name is Vlad. Yeah. I make ocean golf for love of ocean. It, it, I did that at work. I did like because I was like I was on a screen call and we were looking at this like competitor website. We were on their about page and the about page just begin with hello exclamation point. And so I just ah. defaulted to going hello. I'm like oh fuck fuck I did, I did that at work motherfuck. Way to, <laughs> I did. Way to go, Kaz. Racist. <laughs> Making fun of those Ian Block people. Oh my god, too funny. No, we, we make it for love of ocean. It's all good. But hey everyone, Kaz and Baird here, episode 215, the two broke motherfucking washdots podcast. This is going to be a very fun episode. Baird and I have decided to take two topics. And I've been watching a lot of Forge and Fire. Baird, you ever watch Forge and Fire? Is that the one where they make the knobs? Essentially, yes. It's like a it's like a like a blacksmith, like a bladesmithing competition show. I have not watched it but everybody suggests it because i like swords and knives and stuff and you know i wish i could do that kind of thing uh that's the really dark part about that show like you're watching it and you're just like you're watching these dudes and and like it's it's like 97 percent of the of the smiths are male um and you're watching it and you're just like i can fucking do that i can i can do this and you start googling how much it costs to make a forge at home and shit like yeah. that and then like but people please don't do it um, then you realize how hard it is to actually do it. You're it's like, fucking hard. It's not like you're hitting clay with a hammer. Even when metal is hot, it's fucking hard to move it. Should you know? look into. Uh, you should look into. I. You know. I. You know. I'm not like one of those guys that sits around and watches anime every weekend. But you should legitimately look into, like, what it takes to build a katana sword, the old-fashioned way. Yeah. And it it's not a process that happens overnight, and it it takes a while. If you want a good one, it's going to take the guy quite a while to make one. It is the greatest handheld weapon ever made. I love it. And it it and then you you'd see why. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of work and a lot of tradition that goes into making that sword. So it's not like you know some fat guy in a plaid shirt and podunk town just went hell i made this one so i can put it up on the banister you know no, it's, <laughs> if you want a real one it's it's serious work i imagine oh my god there is this guy I watch on tiktok though and yeah. he may have been on that show at one point i think he's hawaiian and oh, he's yeah? got long hair and he makes knives that i watch on tiktok and and those uh oh they does are, he have tattoos yeah I and, think uh, I think I know who you're talking about. I don't know his name, but I'm sure his knives cost like a million dollars. But, um, dude, I'm telling you, you talk about cutting through shit, right? Oh my god! Like you can like let the weight of the knife come down and just cut stuff in half. Like this is so funny. I don't know why I have this fascination. I'm like, yeah, I should get like a like a knife to carry around, like a little like a little like a three inch like folding knife. And and like I mentioned that to my wife, and she looked at me and she goes, "Fucking why? Like I don't I don't understand." Like why I, I have a a pocket knife on me every day because I have to open a lot of boxes at work and stuff. Right. So it just literally lives on my pocket. But I have that little Kershaw that I post in the in the slack a lot with the speed safe open, uh, the Tonto blade with the speed safe open. I'm telling you, this sucker has been my 
favorite knife of all time. I have to sharpen it all the time because I use it for stuff that, you know, is not supposed to be used for knives. But, you know, I guess if somebody were to come up to me without a gun at a 7-Eleven and try to hold me up, I could flip it out real quick and go, hey, man, you know, <laughs> I'll cut you. I'll cut you back, dude. I just... I don't know. I don't. I just love it because I do. I do exactly what you just did. I create these like fictitious scenarios where I'm like, if I just had a knife, I would be the guy in charge in like a diehard situation. You know what I mean? Well, listen, everybody. I mean, that's how these companies work nowadays. Mm. They sell us on what what we have in our head as an image of being macho. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's what they do. Like, I am unfortunately uh, overweight and I can't fit in the normal clothes, but I mean, I still look at the Todd Snyder catalog and go, God almighty, I do need a seersucker shirt for summer. <laughs> so, summer's fast approaching. I'm not that uh, guy. Like, I'm not <laughs> that guy at all, but I'm like, God damn, look how cool I can look in those pink shorts. You know? I always, I do it with any sort of ad that has a man looking thoughtfully out of a window. I don't I, care what the fuck he's wearing or selling. I'm like, yo, I want to be the, uh, that's what I, I want to be that relatively svelte looking man staring pensively outside the window of his sparsely decorated New York city, like industrial lot. That's what I, I don't know. Whatever you're selling, I want it. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, that's what I'm very susceptible to. Mike could probably make a billion dollars doing that stuff. Mike is going to be a gazillionaire as soon he as could, he could sell anything. Cause he takes pictures of it next to the window and what have you. <laughs> as soon as, as soon as Michael, my better having broke wash knobbery wisens up and shakes me off like a cheap coat. He's going to go places, man. You know what I mean? When he's he got the, the thing that's also great about him is he's got that like thick, dark hair mm -hmm. and that's in like, you know, he could, he could be a model oh. for stuff sold next to a window gazing thoughtfully out, you know, just take a picture of him with his guitar gazing thoughtfully out of a window. It, right. it could be a fucking Squire kids you know, guitar and it'll sell out. Fucking, you know what I love about this episode? This literally just became the, we have a crush on Michael episode. And I he think I'm okay with that. He's, Tell he's him. like, he's soft-spoken and, you know, good looking and outdoorsy. He's literally everything I wish I was. You hear that, Michael? <laughs> and he lives in the Pacific Northwest where they have Come a lot on. of big ass pines that I loved. <laughs> I love pine trees and I want to see the beautiful big pines on Mount Rainier or whatever with Michael. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, what the fuck are we talking about? Oh my God. I haven't even told me what the fuck this episode's about. Well, if anyone's even still listening to the show anymore, episode 215 of the two book watch podcast. That's the, that's where I was going. But Baird and I have had two different topic ideas <laughs> and we decided to forge weld them together. That was going to be my fucking forge and fire joke. We've decided to forge I weld two topics together. So we're doing a dual episode. We are doing a state of the watch collection, top three, the top three watches within our current state of the watch collection. Um, and then also what I'm kind of dubbing as on the radar pieces that Baird and I have kind of been like, like shopping, not shopping, but like window shopping or like checking the price on or looking at pictures of on the radar, you know? Um, I don't know what Baird's got. Baird doesn't know what I got, I don't think. Although I think I made a reference to one of mine in the pre-talk, but that's that's whatever. But uh, it is going to be a lot of fun. But first, Baird, for the 215th time, would you like to make TBWS history with me and do an audio wrist check? Absolutely. What are you wearing? Tell everyone well, what you're wearing. 
I'll, I'll tell you right now, it's not going to be as cool a story as Henry's G-Shock last week. I've already been told, <laughs> uh, I've already been told in the slack that it can't compete. And that's probably true. You know, he did have a cool story about that G-Shock. It was fun. It was fun. Uh, I am wearing today, um, and I did post this on the slack. I'm wearing today, uh, my grandfather's 1966 Bulova Accutron 214 that wow. I just had fixed. Thank you, Darren, who sent me a message in the Slack as to who would fix it for an affordable price. Nice. And it, it was affordable. It's a hell of a lot less than the other place I was looking at, but uh, uh, it did end up having a bad coil, and so they had to replace that. But uh, and he, he did polish a crystal, I think. There's a spot. And that was the, that was the, the those the Accutron, like the, with the tuning fork, right? Yes, this those is the two fourteen. Those are a pain to fix, aren't they? It, the, the two there were two fourteens, two eighteens, and some other ones. Two fourteens are the most sought after. Uh, that was like the first generation, and they are a little harder to repair. They do oh. require some things that the later models don't. But the coils in these apparently were much more fragile, and they go bad more often. And they're kind of getting hard to find. But wow, uh, I've had this watch for probably. Ooh, how old's my kids now? Uh, I got this watch from my uncle on his 70th birthday, which I want to say was about seven years ago. Oh, wow. And, you know, he it came into his possession after my grandfather died. And um, he gave it to me because it didn't work. You know, hey, you might like this. I hear you're into watches. He's, and he told me that somebody had told him it was unrepairable. And at that point, I didn't know what I know now and realized that anything's repairable. Um, so I didn't do much with it and everybody around here wouldn't touch it. And then I tried to look some stuff up online and there are some, you know, Bulova backed Accutron people out there. You know, they told me it's gonna be like 1200 bucks, which is money. I just didn't have. And, uh, so I think I mentioned something about having this watch fixed on last episode and Darren, uh, who also, I think, I'm pretty sure it was Darren, has a 214 also, and he told me uh, about this other guy that does it called, uh, I think it's Budget Accutron Repair. Cool. And so I sent it to that guy like that day, and about a month later, he called and said, uh, yeah, so the coil's bad. You know, it's going to be this much to fix it. And uh, I said, go ahead. Nice. And it came back and works and it has worked ever since. And it keeps really good time. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at a photo of it right now. This is not, I don't know why I thought it's very dressy. I didn't think it yeah. was going to look very dressy. Yeah. These are the ones that don't have the crown on the side. The time is adjusted by a, 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 a flip up piece in the back. Oh, like the space view, like the space view has like a little right, knob in exactly. the back. That's the same thing. Yeah, this is a, if you took the dial off this, it would be a quote unquote space view, Um, you know, but uh, this one has a dial on it. And if you're looking at a picture of it, that's the condition the watch was in when I got it. (laughs) It I can, you you clearly can tell it's a vintage watch, but it looks like no one ever wore it. You know what I mean? Right. At least the one I'm looking at, I'm looking at this, you posted on May 11th. That's it. So cool. I love the uh, giant image of the tuning fork. (laughs) Well, I guess that's the logo. I guess that's just like the Bulova or the Accutron logo, technically, right? Yep. And that's where that came from. That's why Bulova still uses that tuning fork. You know, that's that this is their biggest achievement. 
And at the time, and I've talked about this to no end on this show before, but at the time, as far as modern timekeeping con- was concerned, that was a big jump because mm. companies were trying to go electric to one, be more, more, uh, I guess, uh, dependable as far as like winding is concerned. You know, they wanted to build watches that you could put a battery in and sit down, but most of the watches up to that time still had a balance wheel. Yeah. It was just, they were replacing the mainspring with a battery, um, where this watch completely did, did away with that. And it's completely different how it works. Uh, but we all know that then courts came along and, you know, that was the, that was it. When courts yeah. had better timekeeping, it was more affordable. Um, and so that's, and sometimes I get sad that we're in that state, like that that's just the best that's ever going to come along. So there's no more innovation. Well, because the problem is the watch family and watch collectors, it's, it's, if quartz snobbery wasn't a thing, I feel like we would have propelled ourselves to a new, more widely available kind of timekeeping technology because the quartz snobbery is forcing the watch fam to be reductive in their watch taste. They're yeah. all preferring mechanical watches. If, if people were just in love with time-telling technology, I'm sure we would have found something or just- advanced to something. And it's the same way with cars too. You know, I'm a big car guy and, mm. you know, a lot of car companies did a lot of weird stuff to try to figure out how to do the best at this or the best at that. At one point in time, you know, engines were built differently. Uh, you know, they, they experimented with turbochargers and superchargers. And now it's pretty much gotten to the point where, you know, if you want 30 miles a gallon and 270 horsepower, you get a two liter turbocharged four cylinder and that's mm. it. I mean, that's just everybody's going to do that now because yeah. that's that's the cheapest way they can achieve those numbers and sell it to the general popul- public. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I sort of miss innovation like this. It's cool that it's, you know, the sad part is, is that because it's not mostly mechanical, there will be a day someday that it will never be repaired. Yeah. Unless somebody is still making those parts for it. Whereas a mechanical watch, it's different. You know, you don't have to worry about electronics if you got a gear that's, you know. It, it's definitely a pro. It's a pro of the watch, of, of, of like a purely mechanical watch, you know. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's the same. Yeah, again, it's the same with a car. Cars are so electrical, you know, anymore. It's, you know, if the apocalypse happens, there's going to be a billion dead cars and there's going to be that one guy that still has a source of gasoline running around in a mechanical, <laughs> you know, an old carbureted machine. Because so it, funny. it will start without the goddamn computer telling it to. Well, I, it was actually, that's actually really funny. I was having this conversation with my wife this morning because I have to, I'm about to drive home to see my parents and like it's like a few hour drive and it's the longest I've driven in a while. And my car, my car has a bunch of like software like recalls on it. I had to take it into like the dealership or whatever and they have to update all the software. Right. And I was thinking like, okay, what happens if I don't do that? Is my car going to know like to start? <laughs> Or is it just going to work no matter what, but my backup camera will be glitchy still? Because that's it's like a factory recall for something with, like, the backup camera and something with just, like, I don't know, some kind of update for the software. So, like, I don't know. It's a 2017 Subaru. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's the way it is, you know. Uh, Crazy. Backup camera. God. 
with your backup cameras backup camera dude i had to learn how to back up giant trucks in a narrow space back in the late 90s and early 2000s (laughs) a backup camera shit it came came standard with the car man i didn't i didn't ask for the camera it came oh i know they come standard with all cars (laughs) but i i remember having to learn how to drive with my mirrors you know you know what's fucking aliens to me the cars that'll parallel park themselves that shit is very yeah, it's crazy. I've actually been in one of those, and it's uh, it's it's pretty neat. Like, and that's another thing. When I learned how to drive, that was a big part of it. Was learning how to parallel park. I pride myself on being able to go downtown and parallel park. And we laugh. Yeah. My wife and I laugh at all the people who try to do a fourteen point turn to get into <laughs> a little tiny space. I had to. I, I had to give myself a crash course because here, or at least where I grew up in Fort Lauderdale, parallel parking is not a thing. I didn't have to parallel park for the first time in my life until I was like 18 and I moved to New York. I moved to like a Long Island and like there's like parallel parking all over the place there. And so, yeah, it's just I don't understand how cars parallel park themselves. But yeah, no, we're we're getting very fucking distracted, whatever. The the but I think that's what's happened. I think people's tastes and what brands know will drive business has killed affordable technological innovations because that's not to say there aren't brands who are still doing technological cool things. They're just charging four hundred thousand dollars for it. Or yeah. or in the case of the of the of the most recent Bulova uh Accutron thing, I think what, a few thousand bucks? How much like, how yeah, much are those? It's four grand. And the thing is is like that's like I, we make fun of it because their ad is stupid as hell. Really but stupid. It's really stupid. Like I actually wouldn't mind putting one of those watches in my hand. You know, I really mm-hmm. wouldn't. But again, at this point, because quartz exists and it is the most affordable and most reliable and a uh, way of keeping accurate time, the technology that they've put in that Accutron watch, while it's cool, is totally redundant. That's an excellent point. Like so they not, didn't invent anything new. It's not any more accurate than a quartz. Exactly. That's it's an just excellent different. Point. It's not so it's not just about technological advancement for tech's sake. It's about actually improving timekeeping technology. And as and of like, yet, nothing's really done that better than a quartz movement. It seems right. Like. You've got like Seiko F and the the citizen, what is that, the double O one or whatever it is mm-hmm. that uh, it's very ten thousand dollar fucking plus super minus one second a year. Yeah. Right, super expensive, but at its base, it is still a quartz watch. Yeah, it is still quartz, and the technology has been improved for it to be more accurate than it was. But at the same time, it negates the need to do something else to keep accurate time because it has peaked. You know, the the quartz watch is the most accurate watch in the world. Period. And I can't imagine unless they put some kind of, you know, space timer on you that measures the world's magnetic force that it's ever going to get any more accurate. Unless, yeah, unless they're strapping atomic clocks to your wrist, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. My watch is accurate to point ten seconds every decade, bro. Bro, you fucking casuals. Fucking yeah. quartz casuals. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Just because I'm not aware of a technology that could achieve it on a wide scale, affordable like uh, spectrum, doesn't mean like I don't think it's possible. I think it's possible. I just, but to your to your point, I don't think any brands are incentivized to do it. 
Absolutely not. I think it would cost too much money. Cost way too much money. Cost That's too why much money for R&D, and then it would cost too much money to to get, and it would have to be something stellar. Yeah. That's why when Citizen watch. announced the zero zero one. I don't know why I had it in my mind that it was going to be affordable. <laughs> I know, right? So did I, and Everyone that's what did. you know. And then I cried. It's like ten grand. This is a watch for the people. What people? What people? Yeah, not, people. not people around here. I can tell you that. <laughs> so I think, but it's just I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if it'll happen. But I think I think Quartz is going to be king for a long time. Send your fucking hate mail to TBS. TBWS, TBS, I wish. TBWS.contact.com. That email again for all of your fucking hate mail. Tell us Quartz is not best. Well, TBWS.contact.com. I mean, the people are entitled to their wrong opinion, but. <laughs> people are entitled to be fucking wrong. I mean, that's. Don't be wrong. I, I, kind of, I sometimes can be a little court snobbery. I, mm-hmm. I don't prefer them. I don't. I just don't. I have Quartz watches and they. I, I wear them, but. It's I you know it's still at the end of the day I prefer mechanicals just because that to me is more I guess mechanically interesting to my mind. Oh yeah. But but I'm not going to sit around and go hey bro this thing it, it's gonna let, you know it's gonna keep COSC certified time for twenty years. No it's <laughs> it's fucking not you know and the thing about it is is that. Uh, Henry's Timex Iron Man from the 90s probably keeps better time than most of my watches, but you know, it's that's just how it is. That's yeah. how it is. Mechanical is a uh, that is a uh, a luxury, you know, to have that on your wrist and say, hey, this has heritage. It takes a lot to build this. To me, it's interesting. But to walk around and say, it's better than Quartz, bro, in what way? Well, I think you, you could tell me if this is the wrong analogy to draw because I'm not like I'm, – I'm, I'm a peripheral car guy in that my brother and my dad are super into cars. And so I've just got stuff from them. But like the Quartz V mechanical watch movement argument to me is almost pretty similar to the manual versus automatic transmission. Like honestly, it's a matter of preference. It is, and 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 you know? listen. You can send your hate mail to Baird at not so much, you know, Baird Brown at TBWS or whatever. But uh, you know, unfortunately, automatic tr- technology has increased to the point where nobody can ma- can match it with a manual transmission. Really, wow. it cannot be done. I can tell you right now, working for Chrysler, uh, the Hellcat Challenger with the eight-speed transmission is faster than the manual transmission version because you can't physically shift a gear as fast as that thing can. Oh, that's a good point. Look at, and and if they go, well, I can do it. Well, let me (laughs) tell you something, motherfucker, go to Britain and get on, get, go to Britain to McLaren and be like, I can shift a manual transmission faster than your fucking paddle shift. Yeah. Fucking right. I guarantee (laughs) you that that F1 car is still going to have a a paddle shift transmission in it. Because it shifts immediately, immediately, you cannot shift that fast, and unfortunately, that technology is going to win. Period. So let's do let's do a recap here. So far, this is the We Heart Michael episode. This is also the episode where we uh, enrage the Quartz V mechanical watch debate, and where we also enrage the automatic first manual transmission debate. Right. With all that said. You said your dad was a Porsche guy. 
Yeah, yes. With all that said, I personally would much prefer, I don't give a shit if it's slow as dog shit, I would much prefer a air-cooled manual transmission 911 from the 70s uh. than the most hot version that will hug every single curve you put it in with barely any finger input today. <laughs> well, the thing is like, it just goes back to the point of being preference. And I think the greater analogy that we can draw from the automatic burst manual transmission to the whole mechanical burst quartz thing is that we're not telling you at home, you have to like quartz watches. We're saying you shouldn't automatically hate a watch because it's quartz. You don't have to love it because it's quartz, but don't automatically write it off because it's quartz and you think it's cheap, affordable, everyone has a technology because you're you're just not it's just it's just it's just odd. The double O one is not cheap at no, all. Fuck no. <laughs> I'm still mad. I'm still super mad. That thing is like ten thousand dollars, you know? The 1980s Rolex Oyster Quartz is not cheap at all, sir. <laughs> no, it's it's it can be expensive. Then Quartz has its downfalls too. Go let a battery die and sit it in a drawer for two years. Oh, that yeah. son of a bitch will be rotten by the time you open it. Like it's <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just preference. I mean, that's like, and I, I think I'm working on a piece right now for the website that's specifically addressing Quartz snobbery and like it's just if. And because I've seen this happen a lot, I get we get emails all the time here at TBWS by people saying, "Oh man, I love XYZ's latest release. Wish it wasn't Quartz. Fucking like, if you love it, just love it, man. It's cool, dude." Mike, you Mike know wishes I mean? it was Quartz. Mike wishes it was. I love. I love when Michael says <laughs> that. <laughs> oh, this watch is great. Really wish it was Quartz because I know somewhere in the TBWS listener universe, there's a neck beard. Uh, losing his fucking mind every time well, Michael says the, that. And the funny thing is, is that if people like that I know who I can sense aren't going to be watch enthusiasts, they just want something nice that maybe they don't have to take so much care of. I mean, I'll suggest Quartz all day. Yeah, Quartz is great for that. There's no doubt about it. I mean, if you want a, a nice watch that you can wear every day and you really don't have to worry about it other than put a battery in it every so often, it's a no-brainer. Mm -hmm. But yeah. if, you, if you're like me and you're a little bit more technical about things and you enjoy the, the, what had to go in to build it and you know the fact that somehow the spring transfers power to a balance and that somehow fucking works, you know, <laughs> then get a mechanical. But yeah, it, they are what they are. It's, yeah you're going to look down at it in a week and it's going to be two minutes fast or something. You know, it's just the way it's going to be. Yeah. Too especially good, at the, especially at our price point. Right. Tell at you. our price point. So. Well, here, I would like to congratulate you, Baird. I think for the first time in a long time, that was a very long wrist check. Yeah. Probably the longest. <laughs> I think it's, I'm, 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 I'm happy. Because Get the Guinness would, Book of World Records out here right people, now. People would write in that Michael and I are taking too long on the wrist checks, but um, at the same time, if you are one of those people, you can literally go fuck yourself listen to another show because Welcome. This, is, this is Baird in my show. We can do whatever we want. Baird, is it my turn? Is it my go for the wrist check? I guess you can have your time. I guess I'll have, I guess I'll have <laughs> some time. Um, I'm actually wearing one. I, 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 I'm wearing one of my top five state-of-the-watch collection pieces. I'm wearing the Raketa Big Zero to mark oh. this moment. I always love recording 
with Baird. And so I was trying to figure out a watch. I'm like, you know what? Special occasion, put on the fucking Big Zero. And that's that's what I'm wearing right now to mark this historic occasion. The Riketa Big Zero, for folks who don't know, it's um, there's a handful of pretty iconic uh, Soviet uh, watches that people are aware of when they start becoming aware of uh, the Soviet watch collecting as a niche. And the Riketa Big Zero is... Um, not the most well-known one, but it's definitely on like the list. The Vostok Amphibia is probably the most well-known, um, you know, Soviet watch. They're still they're still being made, but it's probably the well, most well-known Soviet watch you can get. But the Rekatabik Zero is definitely there as well. They're incredibly hard to find. I don't know why there's so many fucking fake ones out there now, but um, I bought this one I think really before the craze for these started to hit. I got this. Probably in like 2000, or it was before we started doing the show, so probably 2015 or 2014 or so. Got it for $40. That's never going to happen again. Huh. <laughs> this, this is fucking impossible. And the only reason I found it is because the guy that made the listing uh, listed it wrong. Uh, he didn't call it Raketa Big Zero. He called it Raketa Big Numerals. And... Um, if you type Riketa Big Zero into eBay, you're not going to see Riketa Big Numerals. So the only reason I saw it, pro tip for anyone, when I was cutting my teeth and learning all the Soviet watch stuff, I would literally just go to eBay, type in the word vintage Riketa, and I would go through all like 97 or like 150 pages of results. I would do that once a week and just look at stuff. That was the only way I found uh, this watch. In the condition that it was in, this thing is awesome. Honestly, uh, I love it. So, pro tip: if you want to learn about Soviet watches, fucking look at them. Just look at them, compare them to photo references. You can check out ussrtime.info, which is the facsimile website for the late Mark Gordon's old website, which was ussrtime, I think .com or .org or whatever. Um, and just compare and contrast, compare reference photos for uh, Soviet watches you know are real versus the ones you see on eBay. Do your homework. Vintage watches is one of the few really incredible collecting niches where you're rewarded for the amount of knowledge you have, not the amount of money you spend. You know, it's really, really weird to kind of understand that, but there are certain facets of watch collecting which will reward you for being a wealth enthusiast. I walked into that boutique and I spent $10,000 and I was rewarded with this watch. Whereas a lot of the times with Soviet watches, my Slava Medical is a great example. I spent years looking for a Slava Medical um, that I liked. And I was rewarded by taking that journey and by doing all the research with, fi with, with, with finally getting a very clean, very appropriate example of that watch. So, um, that's something I'll share with folks. And Soviet watches are a really great avenue to get into that. Hey, Baird, what the fuck is going on with everyone talking about Soviet watches recently? Have you noticed that? <laughs> Dude, I, did you see that CNN article I yeah, posted on the Slack? Talking, that's, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I came across that on CNN. I was like, why is Kaz not mentioned fuck? in this article? He's oh, the well. only person I've ever met that says anything about a Soviet watch. <laughs> a blog to watch had a big Soviet watch piece. CNN had a big Soviet watch piece. Um did we somebody die in the Soviet watch world? I don't know. No, I'm not. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not dead. So like I'm aware. A, I was scrolling through CNN and I was like, that's a commander ski or whatever it is. <laughs> I was like, why the Crazy. fuck is that on this page? I'm not surprised that I or TBWS weren't in um, either that CNN Soviet watch piece or they blocked a watch one because um, 
We talk about Soviet watches a lot, but there are people who are way smarter and more knowledgeable about Soviet watches than like I or anyone at TBWS. We're, we're like the Dane Cook of Soviet watches. You know what I mean? We'll get you in the door to like say, hey, maybe I like stand-up. But as soon as you get past Dane fucking Cook, you're like, what the fuck was I thinking? I'm There's just way funnier people than Dane Cook. So that's basically where TBWS is. You know, we're the no, Dane I, Cook of Soviet watches. I wish that you could somehow purchase the rights to the likeness of the Big Zero and just make it <laughs> TBWS logo. I could reach out to Raketa and just see, like, hey, you want to do a limited edition rug? Well, the problem is, <clears throat> fuck, sorry. Modern Raketa is a little crazy sauce because they charge a lot of money for their watch. A lot of money. More than it's okay. So what's really hard is I was about to say more than it's appropriate, but I think it's more than what consumers are prepared to see. Kind of like the very controversial jump that um, good friend of the show Nick Harris at Orion Watches made. Orion Watches had the field standard for a long time, and that was like a the three or four hundred dollar watch. And then out of nowhere, uh, not out of nowhere, Nick engineered and designed the fuck out of it. The Orion Calamity came out, but that was $1,400. Like, if people know your brand for $400 watches, and then all of a sudden you come out with a $1,400 watch, it's tough. It's a tough sale. It's a tough sale. Because you you didn't have those people to begin with. You're going to have to market to those people now. It's a whole new audience. So if you thought that, you know... Joe Blow, who bought you $400 watch, and that was a stretch for him for his quote unquote working man's paycheck. You know, <laughs> he's probably not going to be able to afford the $1,400 watch. And see, that's the thing. That's what I, you know, if if I have, if I've been buying watches around four and 500, for me, it's a stretch to move into the $1,000 to $2,000 range at exactly. this point in my life. So yes. I would have to plan for that. It's not something I could buy the day it comes out. Right. And the thing that that's what's happening with modern Raketa, people are hearing about Raketa because they're seeing all these vintage watches or they're hearing about it on the Two Broke Watch Now's podcast. And they'll go to eBay and they'll see, oh, vintage Raketas, you know, anywhere between fucking like 10 and I mean, this, you know, more than 100 bucks, which really needs to be for a fucking nice example of a Raketa. Um, and then they go to the actual modern Raketa's website, and everything's a thousand dollars. But in their yeah, minds, right. they were they were ready for to between pay. ten and a hundred bucks. Right, exactly. You know, and so and, that, and they're, yeah, and unfortunately, a lot of them you find on eBay are Frankenstein to all the pieces. Which, if you don't yeah. care, big deal. You know, it, you know exactly. Yeah, like, that, 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 that's the other thing about just knowledge. Vintage watches will reward knowledge if you know the watch you're buying is Franken and you still like it. That's that's awesome, you know. Yeah, do whatever. I mean, it's it's you know, it doesn't hurt my feelings. Don't go trying to push it on me as a real one, like hey, bro, I got this real, you know, come on now. It's fake. We all know it. Look at that print on the dial, bro. Kaz told me. <laughs> Kaz told me what to look but for. The- but oh, like man. I, you know, I, I've told you this before. I like HMT watches from India. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, it's the same situation. There's not a lot of information out there about them. Uh, a lot of them are Frankenstein. But if you can find a nice one, and, you know, it's a, are it's a still, good little mechanical watch. Uh, you know, I somewhat heard that they, they, the government shut them down for not being profitable, 
and then some somehow I felt like I read that they were making watches again. Oh, let me see. I but they're I saw something. Unlike Riketa, they're still cheap. Hey man, HMTwatches.in is here. And I can add to cart. Yeah. I mean, so and someone, I don't know if they're selling new old stock or if they're actually making watches, but... Uh, oh, that's a good point. I love an HMT Janata. I think that's how you say it. It's J-A-N-A-T-A, and I, I always hate to be disrespectful, but I don't know the language. But I love an old Janata. Uh, it's, they, I love them. I have yeah. one with the crosshair dial and the... You know, it's got the Hindu symbol on it. It's really cool. I mean, these are here, man. I'm looking. I'm looking at a bunch of watches. Oh, it's funny. Some of these say "stock awaited." <laughs> Jesus, you're gonna be waiting a little longer, guys. I wish the site hadn't been updated in four years. <laughs> right? Oh my God, you're. Are you on it right now? No. <laughs> you fucking just called it. Last update, 2017. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's dead, dude. Four years ago. This is I've dead. been waiting on know. my watch for seven years. <laughs> Who's paying for the hosting on this I'm going to go to India right now and find out what's going on, and they roll up to an empty building. No. Mm. It'd be like the ending of Planet of the Apes. It yeah, was right. gone all along. You're just hitting the yeah. floor in front of the building. You Too son funny. of a bitch. You blew it. <laughs> Last updated 2017. Look at that. My man Baird called it. I can still add to cart. I wonder how many <laughs> orders are waiting <laughs> yeah. to be fulfilled. That's too funny, man. What was hey, I talking talk about? Yeah, about so a, talk about affordables, though. You can find those things sometimes for absolutely nothing. Yeah, and it's fun. Those original HMT movements, I believe, are based off of Citizen Calendar. They are. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, which is really fucking cool. I always love hearing how like movement technology disperses from some of its original sources and shit like that. So super, and that super was cool. like a, and those were like, a, you know, it, those were, you know, the working man's kind of, uh, watches. Yeah. You know, HMT was a tool company, you know, and those, those were kind of like the little working man's tool, you know, watches that everybody could own, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's cliche, but I don't think people understand how impactful the statement of, they didn't have cell phones back in the 60s was like that statement if you didn't have a watch you didn't know what fucking time it was yeah imagine not having your phone for a day yeah, i guess you could hang out with that nerd that walked around and went well that's east to west and the sun's there so <laughs> after you clock, like fuck you darren i got an hmt <laughs> you know so like i think the idea of the watch being like the quote unquote every person's watch, that's not like a catchphrase or a buzz word that they were like leveraging back then. Literally every fucking person needed a watch. You know? It's crazy. India's got a lot of people too. A lot of people over there. Oh yeah, that's what they tell me. <laughs> a lot of people. <laughs> Oh man, what was I saying? But yeah, so that's that's my wrist check. We're in the Riketa Big Zero. I wanted to mark the special occasion recording with you, Bear. Oh, it was a pleasure to chat. Um, yeah, if you uh, you know if you wanted to see us in that blog to watch piece on Soviet watches or on CNN, write to them and say, hey, just so you know, I learned about Soviet watches from Kaz over at Jibu Rushnovs. Just putting it out there. <laughs> <laughs> 
I bet all of your listeners are just getting their phones out right now. Oh God, <laughs> this the second the second the task becomes difficult, they're going to give up. That's the I wish this. That's yeah, the I know, and I I wish this show was more like Howard Stern or old Opie and Anthony or something when they would say something crazy like that, their listeners would actually go do it. (laughs) Like spam a blog to watch and tell them TBWS is the authority on Russian watches, sir. The best I'll take is Dane Cook. We're the Dane Cook (laughs) of Soviet watches. You know, we were kind of cool when you didn't know any better, but as soon as you fucking know better, fuck TBWS. You know, too funny, man. He said Halios was overrated. <laughs> I don't know about this Kaz guy. That, that wasn't a very popular statement on the forums, and I really want to be cool. You know, I don't value opinions that don't make me cool. Uh, I don't know about his. I don't think Kaz is that guy's real name. I don't know if we can trust <laughs> this guy, man. I'm telling you, dude. But yeah, that's my damn. That's my wrist check. Kaz, um, awful weird name for a white guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got news for you people. It's funny. I don't post like I try not to. It's this is really fucked up. No one cares. But I try not to post like actual images of my wrist on like the Instagram anymore because I always get like an Instagram message or a comment like, "Whoa, I thought I, I thought you guys were white." No, super a not. Black sheriff. A black. Sh- <laughs> That's literally the reaction. A black sheriff. Uh, too good. Yeah, no, two whip watch snobs are two overeducated first generation ethnic American minorities. That's just how it goes. Sorry, guys. And and, and remember this, <laughs> listeners, they want you to believe that immigrants don't improve the United States of America. <laughs> I think the are, other way. We are the only punk rock watch That's podcast right. out there. Yeah, if you want to listen to some boring guys talk about watches all day, go listen to one of those other podcasts. They'll sit around <laughs> and tell you about whoever in France is sitting around on his bicycle on a hill designing his watch. They you have know. they have their place, but every now and then. I'll tell you that watch sucks for this reason. <laughs> I do like that about the two-book watch. We were just talking about a watch in the pre-talk. I do, I do actually really enjoy that about the website. The website's going through a redesign, so it's going to change visually, folks. Um, so keep an eye out. But I love the fact that we have no fucking issue saying if a watch is bad, like in a review, you know. And I don't like that's... to. And I don't like to trash the people. I know that I know they've actually worked hard to, to to make this. But you know, at the same time, is if that's that that feature is dumb. Like you yeah. don't need that. It's a matter of being truthful. A lot of times, watch websites will try to only say good things about a watch because they don't want to tarnish the relationship they have with the brand because the inevitable goal is to eventually maybe get money from the brand. We here at Tubo Watch Knobs have burned probably every single bridge um, we've ever stood on, crossed, or may cross, and so we have no compunctions about saying terrible things uh, about a watch that people send to us. Well, usually, nobody, usually only once. Only nobody, Actually, we got multiple yeah. watches before. <laughs> and nobody's paying us. You know, nobody's paying no. me. I I have no. burned every single dollar I've had on the watches that I have reviewed. Yeah. There's what I've burned. You know, yeah. nobody has sent me. Well, I lie. Christopher Ward sent me some watches. But guess what they didn't send me? Any money. <laughs> Go figure. Not, 
Not one red cent, but uh, or a pound or shilling or whatever it is. Shilling, but, uh, I think. Uh, I think it's farthings. <laughs> I think they're still in farthings, farthings. over there. <laughs> but yeah, that's the one thing I'm always going to love about TBWS, you know. And we're not going to bullshit you guys, honestly. You know. <sighs> what the fuck was I saying? Baird, would you like to get into the main topic with me? Even though we've already kind of started. Oh gosh, yeah. State of the watch collection. Top three watches. What top three watches right now do you have mainly in rotation as Shoot. part of your state of the watch collection? So, like, funny you would say that. The, this this is an interesting topic because right now I have a too many watches. <laughs> I am quickly approaching bow status. Oh God, uh, bow or skip status. But mm. uh, um, I I have too many because I don't do the Reddit. And I haven't been on Watch You Seek in a very long time. So those two avenues of selling are not available to me. Right. So it's just eBay, you know. Nice. Uh, and eBay, I tried to sell a watch on eBay recently. I wow. literally had posted in the about, you know, the watch. For those in the back not listening, <laughs> I had no international buyers. And I had... I had made sure it was clicked that I did not accept international buyers. Right. And guess who bought it? So is it someone uh, international buyer? <laughs> so I had to cancel that one. And then oh. I it was like, do you want to repost? And I looked at it and I went, no, <laughs> just put it back in the box. Is it because 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 the shipping's probably insane, right? That's stupid. Yeah. I'm not spending a hundred dollars to send that thing overseas. Yeah. Like, Come on, man. I'm barely making money as it is. Yeah. But, uh, you know, mine's way too big. But if I had to, like, if, you know, if I was going to say a watch that is in rotation heavily at the moment, uh, the first one that would come to mind would probably be uh, definitely my uh, Longines Hydro Conquest. So cool. I'm so happy you still have that watch. I was afraid so, that was the one you sold on eBay. I'm like, oh, I hope it was the no, <laughs> no, I was trying to actually, it was, it was my Alpina Sea uh, Strong that I was trying to sell on eBay, the, oh, the red man. one, which I equally iconic. I like it a lot. I know. I like it a lot. It's just big. It's my taste have changed over the last four years, uh, you know, that's okay. but then I look at it and I'm like, I don't want to get rid of you. <laughs> How you can know? I quit you? Yeah. Oh man. But the long jeans is the size that I like. It's a forty-one millimeter. You know. So it's, wait, how big is the uh, Alpina? It's forty-four. Holy shit balls! Okay, yeah, that I thought it was forty-two. But it's 44. square, <laughs> and I love square. Oh man, let me see this thing. Alpina Cistro. Yeah, mine's the red one too. I remember. I love your photo with the uh, snow. snow. Yeah, where I had to drive up to the mountain because there was no snow down here. <laughs> the things we do for a review. <laughs> oh, that was man. back when I was trying to impress you guys and be like, look, I'm real. I can really do this. No, you got this. Now, nowadays, I've, I've established it's like, just put it on that mantle and let me take a picture of it real quick. <laughs> just get my hamper in the background. It doesn't matter. Just... This is such a uh, yeah. I remember this. Damn, this thing is forty-four millimeters. Yeah. Fuck. It's got a big ass crown on it too. <laughs> but it's a good looking watch. I mean, I, I still like the way it looks. Would you Would you like to officially like open up and share that you're selling it on 
on air? Are you open to people reaching out to you? <laughs> I mean, if they want to offer some money, I guess I could think about it. Uh, you could own a TBWS reviewed watch, I guess. But, uh, you know, uh, those things take a pretty hard hit. You know, if you're going to get on there and be like, oh, I can find a refurbished one for 250 on eBay, go buy that one then. Go buy that one. You don't bother us. Yeah. No. Go buy that one. Send us, send us a link. That sounds awesome. It's not refurbished. <laughs> it's real. Well, right it's now, really you're rocking. It's really been. It's really. I've really gone outside with it, guys. Yeah. Um, but you got the Hydra Conquest now. These things. I don't know why these things aren't more popular. I like that watch a lot. I think the bracelet could be a little skinnier, a little bit well done, but the watch itself is really nice. And it was a really, as far as like, I tried to put my three like watches in the state of the collection in categories. And as mm. far as divers are concerned, it's either that one or the Mito Ocean Star Tribute. I wear those two a lot. Yeah. That's a good one. And they're just different feels. The Hydra Conquest has a more modern diver feel and the Ocean Star is a more like classic vintage diver feel, you know? So it's just just kind of depends on what mood I'm in. And your Hydra Conquest has this one where the hour hand has almost like a diamond shape. Yes, in it. yeah. Nice. So mine's cool. the 41 ceramic, the 41 millimeter ceramic Hydra Conquest, the the newest version in black. I remember now, man, so cool. And it's a good looking watch in person, and it's got a, you know, I was wearing it on my arm yesterday when I was driving the truck around and. You know, I walked in the house and it's it's glowing blue. You know, everything <laughs> that was pretty cool. Do you do you do the thing where you inadvertently like check yourself out or check your watch out? You know, if you, you like like you you because I do that all the time. Like I'm I'm driving and then I take a turn and I'm like, oh yeah, that watch looks good. Do you ever do that? <laughs> I, I drive when I'm driving home. Sometimes the light will I'll be stopped at a stoplight and the light will catch yep. me and I'll go, God, what a great photograph. Too bad I can't take it. <laughs> I can't drive and shoot a photo at the same time. Uh, don't do that, by the way, people. People, it's very dangerous. Don't, don't, don't take wrist shots and drive. You oh, can drink and drive. That's fine. Jesus, I'm joking. Don't drink and drive. Don't drink or take wrist shots and drive. Kaz told me to drink and drive. Kaz told me to shotgun a beer and do some whippets in Seven Eleven and and then go drive. That's that'll be a lawsuit. You know, <laughs> people can't. That's gonna. 100%. People can't take responsibility for their own stupid ass <laughs> actions, so they sue everybody. Oh man, I'd like to make it aware for it's any like lawyers the, listening that this is a satirical show, and everything like I the, say. Is the gel packs that come and shit. Like, why do they have to put "do not eat" on those? If fucker, you were someone's fucking, gonna eat that what thing, fucking man. idiot, put that in his mouth and went, "Oh, this is good." <laughs> It's the texture, guys. This is just uh, natural selection that we've lost. That, yeah, that's what it, it was. But then, then law law removed that natural selection. So <laughs> law and modern medicine. Yeah. <laughs> so fucked up. So in the diver uh, category, that would be it. It would be the Longines Hydra Conquest and the Mito. Both of those I wear when I feel like wearing a diver quite a bit. I'm looking at a photo of this thing, and I can't tell if it's the right one. Are your center links polished, or is it all just like? It, yeah, it is. Yeah. How do you feel about that? It's pretty. I know Michael has opinions on that. I know some folks do as well. Do you have a, do, Are you? Do you like uh, it? Or are you a different? That's. It seems like a lot of the watches I've had over the years have had polished center links. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, I used to have a Christopher Ward uh, Trident so cool. second, uh the second generation one, and it had polished links. And uh, then once upon a time, I had, you know, an Invicta Pro Diver, and it had polished links. Yep. So it seems like everything I've ever had with an oyster bracelet, oyster, my wife will kill me, oyster, <laughs> oyster <laughs> bracelet. Uh, uh, oyster, uh, I love it. Yeah, she gets on to me all the time for that. <laughs> uh, she's like, it's not moisture. <laughs> but uh, uh, it seems like they've all had polished links, and I and they do take a beating. There's no doubt about mm. it. Like, uh, but I think uh, what was it, Doctor Watcherman in the Slack? He he put up some stuff I actually wanted to try to like polish that stuff out with a cloth, not Cape Cod. He said those are trash, but I can't remember what he said. Uh, but you know, it, they do take a beating. There's no doubt. Yeah. Like, especially on the side, like the back side of your wrist, that's on the tabletop, you know, the side that's facing you is always nice and shiny. And then the back side will look like trash. Right. But I mean, that's, that's part of it. You know, I think I got over that a little bit as I got <laughs> older, just because it's like a car, you know, I've got a buddy who won't drive a car cause he's afraid it'll get a scratch on it. Well, <laughs> what fun is that? Every watch collector must pass the rite of passage of damaging your watch through either negligence or just happenstance. The watch it is a rite of passage. The watch has to get damaged while you're wearing it. I'll never forget mine. It was my Seiko Sumo. I got a big dent in the bezel. I was on the Disney Cruise. I was on the Disney Fantasy, the ship, and uh, I hit it against um, a little dividing partition between the grown-up pool and like the kids pool right next to the frozen frozen treats uh frozen like ice like like soft serve ice cream area um i'll never forget that my heart sunk i uh i i just i almost lost my breath i'm like oh my god i hurt my watch but like yeah to your point you 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 get over it. it's gonna yeah, happen if, if you wear it it's gonna get dents and dings there's no doubt yeah. about it. you can't like have your wrist in your in the air all the time you know it's <laughs> it's I mean, just gonna could. happen you, you look like a fucking psychopath you could do it so you, you either sport, you know you know you either wear you either you either buy a watch and let it sit in a box forever or you buy a watch and enjoy it like you yeah. know but it's gonna take a hit and you're not gonna be able to say that it's meant on watch you seek so <laughs> Um, but funny, you would say that there was a really, it's, it's incense. It's an insensitive meme towards women, but it said that, uh, uh, God made women feel the pain of pregnancy. So they know what it's like when a man hits his watch on a doorknob. Oh my God. Never see that. That's it's, horrible. It's really insensitive. <laughs> Let's emphasize that's not an endorsement of the meme. It's just no, not at all. I, I showed it to my wife once. I was like, look. See, it it hurts me inside, you know. <laughs> oh my god. She's like uh, you're, you're fucking dumb. You fucking dumb. <laughs> oh man. Uh, let's believe see me. what's I I I don't believe that's true. My wife had a ex our first child was extremely hard. I feel bad for her on that one. I'm yeah. sure she's glad that day's fucking over, I can tell you that. Yeah, man. My wife and I are talking about kids and like trying to figure out like, you know, the right time like Every time I say the right time, everyone's always like, there is no right time. Well, but like, you know, you know, not to get too far off topic, but it's funny you would say that because, <clears throat> you know, I was 28 years old 
or 20, I was 29 years old when my daughter was born and I, and you know, she knows we don't lie to her. I mean, she was an accident, mm-hmm. you know, but if it hadn't been for that accident, I probably wouldn't have kids to this day, you know, cause it's never going to be, I never, I'm, I sure as shit, I'm not financially stable enough to, you know, pay for these kids, but they're right. here. So <laughs> you do your best. It's just, um, yeah, I guess that's, that's the big takeaway. Everyone always says, oh, you're, 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 you are never like ready, but I guess that's just normal. But like, I was just, my wife and I were talking about it and I was thinking about it. And I said this, I said, Baird, I said the stupidest man shit in the world to her. <laughs> Cause we were trying to figure out like the pros and cons. And I'm like, I'm looking at her and I'm like, babe, are you sure you want to do this? She's like, she's like, yeah. I'm like, and I look at her and I'm like, but you know, childbirth hurts, right? And she, she looks, she's like, fucking yeah, dude. I know it hurts. I'm like, yeah, no, that came out wrong. I yeah, know be, that you're, I know that you're aware. Yeah, just be extra misogynistic and be like, you know, it destroys your body, right? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm so fucking stupid. You'll have to work out twice as much. Some Someday she's going to wise up like Michael and just she's going to shed me off like a cheap coat and she's going to go <laughs> on with the best years of her life. Well, Stacy hasn't left me yet, so I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure you can't. hope. Yeah, exactly. There's hope for me yet. Man, but yeah, talking about the kids thing, and I said that, and like, as I said it, I'm like, hmm, can't take that back. That's there now, forever. Right. It's so stupid. You childbirth her three. Oh man. What's a, what's a, what's a, your first watch in your collection that uh, gets a lot of rotation? Let's see here. I mean, well, mine, mine are, mine are not any, the first two aren't any surprises to anyone. I'm just I bet we fucking, can guess. I'm holding it in my hand right now. The one that I have been wearing the most is my Grand Seiko SBGV 233. Recently acquired, I got through Say Japan. I told the story about how I got this a few episodes ago. You can go and uh, hunt that down. But this for me was very... <clears throat> I... How the fuck can I say this? That sounded like an idiot. Well, that boat's already fucking sailed. I never thought I would own a Grand Seiko. Like, or I, I never thought I would be at a place in my life where, like, work is really great, you know, like, personal life is really, really great, and that the purchase, like, made sense. Like, everything aligned, and it felt logical. You know what I mean? Which is, I think, what I'm trying to look for in the whole having children argument. But I guess that's just not how having children works. But it worked for the watch. <laughs> it was the right time for the watch. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> ended up getting it through, say, Japan. And um, it got here from Japan. I didn't buy it from a USA dealer or anything like that. And this thing is perfect. It's a 9F Quartz. Yeah, it's a Quartz. It's a Quartz fucking, it's a Quartz Grand Seiko. You can all literally go to hell. <laughs> because court, because people are just like, oh, if you're gonna get Grand Seiko, you gotta do spring drive. No, you don't. Spring, you can spring do drive. Spring drive. You can do whatever the fuck you want, dude. Yeah, you know and I mean? and we, we, you know, we were talking about courts earlier, and you know, and the nine F came up, and I figured this was gonna be one of yours, so I saved it. But you know, we were talking about how courts is the pinnacle of the of of timekeeping accuracy and longevity. Um, you know that's that's what they're doing with courts now is that you get watches like the 9f that want to be a little bit more accurate yeah. or or have that 
deal you were talking about with the really smooth tick. Yeah. So if you put it in slow-mo, it's not like a Timex where it bounces back and forth for a second and stops. You know, it it just moves to the next Dude, I've, uh, I've, had, I've had this thing for months. It hasn't lost a second. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's insane. You know? That's insane to me. <laughs> Plus minus five seconds a year. And I'm pretty sure the nine, of course, is up. And the cool thing, you know, and that's the other thing. Of course, you know, it's a, it's obviously you're paying for this, but, you know, the quartz movement that's in that watch is not like something you're going to find in a $10 watch. You know, it's it, not it is, like a, like a, like a no jewel $5 Toyota. Right, exactly. It's going to be something that can be serviced if it needed to be and, and have that longevity that you look for. That's actually a really cool potential, like either TBWS site topic, episode topic, or both. Not all quartz movements are made equal. Absolutely yeah. not. Just like not all mechanical movement. Just because it's mechanical doesn't mean it's automatically like fucking awesome. Some mechanical movements are just dog shit. And I think know? right. And I think I think like a lot of people when they think, oh, you're paying three thousand dollars for quartz watch. Mm-hmm. Well. It's you know that movement costs ten dollars. It doesn't. No, it does not. not. Case. <laughs> you know, it's that's they're not putting a fucking you know made in Malaysia, you know, plastic right. geared turd in there and being like, oh look at this dumbass, he's gonna buy this watch. It's <laughs> <laughs> not the case, bro. Yeah, nine F quartz plus it's titanium. I mean, everything about this watch. The, the price just made sense. Plus, like I said, I got a great deal on it from, from, from like, say, Japan. So I will encourage anyone in the, and this is, and say, Japan has no idea if this fucking show exists. He has no idea the fuck I am. I've just bought a couple watch from him. This is not an endorsement. Anyone in the United States considering a Grand Seiko or an Orient Star or even a Citizen Campanola or even one of the Citizen, the Citizens, like the cool, like, washi paper dial pieces, check with say, Japan first. Even if he doesn't have it on his website, Email him and ask, because he's gotten me watches before that weren't on his website. Because he's, he had those, I think he had those cool like uh, what are those Citizen uh, Chrono Masters or whatever. Yeah, he's got those on there. That's he's a got nice watch. I'm not a big Citizen fanatic, but that's a good looking watch. Yeah, that's not bad. It was between this my Grand Seiko and that watch. That's those were the two I was flip flopping on, and I chose this watch, and I know I chose correct. I mean, that's if not, I were you, yeah. I would have gone with Grand Seiko because you've talked about that watch forever. That's the you thing. Know? Like, it was also it's also a very sentimental purchase. You know, it's like very big fucking deal. But, but yeah, go through say Japan. Um, you're most likely to get a much better price. Try not to say too much on a Grand Seiko outside of the U.S. If that makes sense, that's all I'll say. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and he's and like you said, he can get the ones that you can't get here. Even if, yeah, if he, even if it's not on his website, he could possibly because he's a preferred vendor for Orient, for Citizen, and for Seiko. So check out Say Japan. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Get me that cool Godzilla ones Grand Seiko did a while back. Are they are they sold out or are they they still have some? It was like a, I think it was a limited edition. It was to celebrate Godzilla's 70th anniversary or something. So so cool. And uh, <laughs> the funny thing I thought was that, you know, they, they were like celebrating Godzilla's 70th anniversary. Uh, and I thought they would have used the 1954. Maybe it's the 75th. I can't remember. But it, they, I thought they would use the 1954 Godzilla 
as uh, their logo, but uh, mm-hmm. it was Shin Godzilla from 2016, which that's cool too. Would, did the watch come out in 2016? It might have. It, or right around that time. It may have been. I can't remember what it was designating. You know, the Seiko building was in the original 1954 Godzilla. And that's the, one of the buildings he knocks over. You know, so that's well, that's probably... the tie in the Seiko. I can't remember what it came out for. <clears throat> some kind of anniversary. But nonetheless, it was red. It kind of looked like the skin of uh, Shin Godzilla from 2016. Kind of that reddish, scarred. Skin. Yeah, it's really I'm cool looking, looking at it right now. They probably did that because, honestly, like the modern licensing owners of Godzilla probably asked for the most updated version of him to be on the watch. You know probably. what I mean? Yeah, probably. This thing's pretty badass looking, actually. I never, took, cool. a look at, never took a good look at this thing. It's pretty sweet. This thing looks I'm pretty not a, big. Yeah, it probably is. You know, it never fails. I'm like, I like the look of that watch, and then you get it, and it's a 50 millimeter. <laughs> like, uh... Hello, Invicta. Let me see uh, how big how big is this son bitch? Fucking blah 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 blah. Oh my god, dude! Fucking come on. Just come get on. To the specs. Forty-four point five millimeters. Of course it is. Oh, that's a big fucking one. Hey, tell me it's <laughs> seventeen millimeters thick. Uh, let's see if I can find out how thick it is. Oh man. Uh, it's not listed here. Let's see if I can find it. Come on, Hodinky. You got to get better on your specs, bro. Uh, okay. 13.3. So it's thinner. But... It's not, it's not gigantor. Not thick, thick wise anyway. Man, that's funny. 65th anniversary. That's it. Yeah. That's yeah. what it was. I had my numbers off, but it was right around now. I suck with numbers. It's all good. I cool. can't. I, I can't do numbers either. I'm terrible with them. <laughs> uh, what about you? What is your second? Uh, so my second one, I tried to do mine in categories because I really mm-hmm. only have like two or three different styles of watch. The second one, I, I thought about chronographs. And I've got several chronographs, and one of them is a 7A28 chronograph from a 1983 Seiko. Uh, it's a gold one. I think I Damon has you. one too. Damon's is in better shape than mine is. And I think maybe it's Dr. Watcherman has one too. His is also in nicer shape than mine, but mine belonged to my dad. So he wore the shit out of it, but it still works. Uh, but that's not the one I picked. I don't wear that one a lot. Um, and I have, you know, I have, you know, a Dan Henry 64. I have a, a Zodiac Grand Rally, which is pretty nice. Oh, um, I didn't realize you had that. Or if I, I did, just I bought it recently, and I bought it recently because oh. it looks like a you know an old Hoyer, but uh, yeah. and that's my favorite. But uh, but I think the chronograph, if I wear one that gets a lot of wear time, is the I have a Steinhardt race timer. Oh my god, that thing is so cool! And it's blue, and they don't make that watch anymore. Apparently, I was on their website recently, I didn't see it. Um, but I have the blue race timer. It is a little bit of a chunk. Uh, it is 44 millimeters, and because it is a 7750 automatic, it is about 15 millimeters thick. Oh, it's a big watch. But damn, is that thing good looking? It's a good looking watch. It, I'm looking it at came it right with now. A, it came with a blue leather strap, which is nice. But I found a Rios uh, cognac colored strap with rally <laughs> rally holes in it. Oh, cool. That was the exact same size, so I could actually put the clasp from the Steinhardt over onto that one. So it it has the you know the watch with the, 
the cognac rally strap on it that still has the Steinhardt sign clasp on it. <laughs> and of course, it's titanium. That's the only titanium watch I own. I did not realize this thing was t- well. That's actually badass. So then it's not super heavy, being a it's, being a big watch. And I and I figured they did that because it's big. Yeah. The the bezel on it is steel, but the the majority of the watch the case is titanium. Fair. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a potentially stupid fucking question. Is it true that with the rally straps they put holes in it to reduce the weight, or is that fucking just a stupid thing that people have told me? You know, I don't really know. Okay. Now I makes, find out. I feel stupid because I'm really into like old racing stuff and racing in know. general. I, I think it just looks cool, but I cannot I don't imagine. Know was, I don't know if it was for like, you know, sweat reasons or. I don't know. Or because oh, it like, looked like the steering wheel of a race car. I'm not really sure. Uh, but. But I I have the three. Mine has the, it's a Rios cognac strap. I actually got it on the worn and wound shop. It's probably still on there. Uh, but uh, it's got the three large rally holes in it, and it's a really yeah. nice strap. Actually, beautiful color, and and it, like I said, the strap that came with it was nice, very similar, but it was blue like the dial in it. I had that on it for a year or so, but I wanted to more. I wanted to kind of race it up a little bit. Mm. So okay, that's why I put so- that strap. <clears throat> according according to excuse me fuck strapsco.com this, this all might be, this all might be bullshit the design of the band is specifically derived from traditional gloves that are used in racing this yeah. type of strap features about three or more small holes or perforations it is believed that a racing rally watch strap is pierced to make it more breathable for the user that's what i figure i mean you know it's just I don't get it, but but that's prob that's what I figured. I figured it had makes to hold sense, it. you know, because if you're in a car for a long time, and of course, I'm sure no race car driver wears a watch while they're racing anymore. It's you know they've got an electrical device on the dash unless they're paid they, to, unless fucking really, like yeah, right. Ublo pays them to wear the watch in the race or whatever. Lewis Hamilton takes that glove off and somebody's like, put this, put this Richard meal on right now. Put it on. <laughs> what are you insane? Put you didn't off. drive with it on. Get out of here. There people are looking. <laughs> Do you have any idea how much Dick Mill paid us to have yeah. you grace with this fucking watch? Oh, so oh, Dick Mill. I've been a Dick Mill joke in a long time. It feels like. <laughs> <laughs> People get mad when I say that. You guys gotta lighten up, man. Dude, the uh, president, the president of our dealership, likes to talk to me about watches, even though I can't afford the ones he he oh, has. Yeah? He just bought. He just. Oh, speaking of which, he just bought a uh, one of the new ceramic white face Daytonas. Wow, Rolex Daytona. It's the first time I've ever seen one in person, and it's pretty good looking. Is it <laughs> I like how bothered. How bothered you are bad. to have to admit it's a good looking watch. It's pretty good looking. But let me tell you, the funny thing about him is it's like if he's in a bad mood, I can go, Hey man, when'd you get that? And his a big smile run across his face because he's smart. He's a little bit of a wealth enthusiast. And he <laughs> likes it when people point out how much he's wearing. And I'm like, Hot damn, bro. Did you have to pay over retail to get that? You know. <laughs> he's like, you know it. <laughs> you know it, bro. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> wow. Oh, I tell you, it looks pretty. That, that Daytona looks pretty chonky in pictures, but that's some bitch. Is, it's pretty good looking in person. It's pretty good. <laughs> I'll, I'll admit, good looking in person. My, you know, my other, the other guy standing there with me is like, 
well, what, how much that watch costs? Like $800 or something? I'm like, bro. Bad form. Never ask. Yeah, come on. Bro. Never ask. Yeah. I, tell, I took him aside later. I was like, that thing costs like 14 grand. That's MSRP. <laughs> MSRP is like 14 grand, buddy. And I said, if he had to pay more right now because it's made out of stainless steel, it might be a lot more. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, bad form. Never... Never ask someone how much their watch costs. Just, yeah, just announce just announce it in case there's somebody in there that wants to rob him. <laughs> wow, buddy, you paid how much for that? <laughs> just make sure all the lights are on in the parking lot before he goes out to his car. Make sure he's on the phone with you know his family as he's walking to the car. You know, just make sure. Make sure he's got his back covered. One yeah, last thing about the one last thing about the Steinhardt before we move <laughs> on. Uh, a lot of you know, a lot of people say that. Steinhardt's are a lot of homage watches. I don't give a fuck. They're nice. They do make a quality piece, in my opinion. You know, I bought that one off Robbie that looks like an old uh, Snowflake sub. Oh, cool. Yeah. It is cool. Wow, man, I like that watch a lot. But, um, but the you know, the race timer, somebody once asked me, hey, this doesn't look like an homage. And I said, well... Yeah, now I tell you this. <laughs> look at an old, look at an old Tudor Heritage chronograph, and just yep. turn the colors the other way. I was like, it looks pretty much the same. But, the interesting uh, thing that I think people need to be—I shouldn't say people need. Oh no, whatever. It's called two broke watch knobs, not two broke tiptoeing snobs. The thing that people need to be cognizant of with homage watches is that there's nothing intrinsically wrong with an homage. There is something incredibly wrong with a fake watch. Yeah, that's true. If a watch is like it says Rolex on the dial and it's clearly a fake Rolex and you buy it, that is a problem. But if it's honestly like a Squale or a fucking Steinhardt and it's basically an homage to Submariner, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. A lot know? of people would tell you that the Submariner was an homage to the 50 Fathoms. Oh, that's funny. That's getting so, super meta. I love eat, it. So, you know, eat shit. Rolex eat shit. <laughs> Eat You're wearing an homage to a Blanc Palm 50 Fathoms. Uh. <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's hey, a good and one. And you can't fault them for coming out with a design that became kind of like, you know, the thing that, I mean, what, what more are you going to do? They, they literally came out with a design that was just perfect for what they wanted it to do. Yeah. And, you know, why would, we, yeah, why would you fuck with that? Especially if you lived in Florida or spent any time in Florida, you grew up around people wearing Submariners. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> and it just is what it is. It's what it is, man. Too good. Um, race timer. I love it. Is it? Uh, uh, how much? Time? Oh, okay. We're good on time. Is it my turn? Yeah, your turn. Uh, once again, this is you know no fucking surprise. Uh, the second <laughs> watch that I've had <laughs> mostly in rotation is my. Uh, my generously gifted Omega Seamaster, the Quartz 2.5. Another Quartz watch. Suck it, nerds. Uh, <laughs> 2.5.4.1. Uh, the same Quartz reference that you know Pierce Brosnan wore in Goldeneye. I was very generously gifted this by you know, all the members of the Patreon community and the TBWS writer staff. And it was just like totally took me by surprise. And I talked about it a bunch on air. But this thing, it, it's... I've said this before and I'll say it again and the only reason I'm saying it is again is because I think people need to fucking hear it. I love this watch because it's quartz. If this was a mechanical watch and it was heavier and possibly thicker, I wouldn't like it. But the actual 
sizing of this watch in relation to the and the weight of this watch in relation to the uh, quartz movement that's in here makes it perfect for me i i love this watch i don't have any issues with like the bezel people say they have issues with the bezel i don't have any of that you hear him turning mean, it no i'm issues. turning it right now can you hear me yeah look at that i'm literally having a conversation and turning it i don't need more than one brain cell to turn it and have a fully aware conversation with baird I do need more than one to make sure I line it back up properly. Okay, there we go. Um, because <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm just gonna like not line it up properly. Um, the bracelet on this though is probably the hardest bracelet I've ever had to size. I don't know what the hell it is about this thing, but it was a crazy pain in the ass. But honestly, it's been like so. I'm in here in Florida. We're starting to transition into like summer a little bit. This is such a clutch summer watch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. I don't know. That's it's exactly so cool. it's exactly what I wanted it to be, Barry. You can flex with it too, bro. I guess because because like you know, non-watch people they probably don't know what a Grand Seiko is. Uh, is uh, that a big Seiko? Is but, that, <laughs> it doesn't but, look very grand to me. <laughs> but yeah, what's so grand about it? I can buy that at the store. You know, uh, that's great. But, yeah, uh, I, I, everyone knows Omega. Mega. Yeah, an Omega Seamaster, particularly that kind of brand, because now you're most of your people are, you know, our age in their 30s or 40s. So that's the Omega Seamaster you you saw, you know, for tw two decades, you know. Uh, so that's, you know, that that thing's an icon. Yeah. To me, anyway. I mean, it's just interesting because I this watch, this is my like dive watch peak. I don't feel like I need anything else. You know what I mean? And it's it's cool too because I mean to me it's cool because I've I've kind of gone into this like uh, this is going to sound stupid, but for some reason I've been looking for watches from like the eighties and nineties. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know if you want one that doesn't look like a gaudy piece of shit, uh, <laughs> Pickens are slim. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you this, and this is a quartz watch that I've actually been looking for, um, I actually wouldn't hate to have a, uh, this this next word out of my mouth is going to be hard to say, <laughs> a Tag Heuer 2000, oh. 2000 I, from the 80s. I like tags. I, I don't know why, I don't know why people shit on them. I think they're really cool. Some of their stuff today looks like shit. And it's and and the thing about it is, is there? It's like a WRX, uh, Subaru WRX. It's a great car, but unfortunately, because teenage butt cracks buy them with their sideways hats and their vape pins, they look like shit rolling down the street. I love but, how uh, much hate mail we're gonna get this episode. I'm super ah, fuck jazzed. Them. Fuck anyway, <laughs> they can send it all to my email address, and I'll just send it right to the garbage. But uh, that's a lie. I would sit at home and cry. But. Uh, <laughs> I guess they're so mean, but um, they are quite cruel. People do but, uh, quite horrible. I'm looking at a photo of this right now. Hi, uh, the, the, the tag, tag Hoyer 2000. And I like the early ones too, that kind of looked like a Tag Hoyer 1000. But anyway, uh, that let me tell you something about this. This particular why I'm looking at one. It's it's an it's a quartz watch, you know, and it's it was an iconic quartz watch this time. That was like the quartz diver in the 80s. Wow. You know, a lot of people had those. And I would, I kind of want to have one. I love that shitty old bracelet on it. <laughs> God, 
it what's just, the market look like for these? Is it, is it tough? Well, I mean, you can get one that's like in okay shape that runs for probably, you know, four to six hundred dollars. Okay. Um, certain references are a little higher, uh, especially if they're in really good shape. But it, you know, so it's not bad. I just don't have the money for one right now, and it seems like I can't find one. I bid on a few and lost, but uh, but that's a quartz watch, and it's kind of cool. You know, it's oh, got yeah. that kind of they. Uh, I don't know. It's that was I saw a bunch of those when I was a kid. Uh, and the more I read about them, you know, they sold like hotcakes. You know, that was like one of the like divers to have affordable divers to have at that time. This is pretty cool. This this watch was never even on my radar. It's just I'm I'm just going through. It just looks like there's so many different. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of references and yeah. you know they made them for about 20 years because that's what oh, wow. more that's what became the Aqua Racer. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, yep. that's the watch that evolved into the Aqua Racer. They dropped the 2000 name in like 2005 or something. So do you? <laughs> so, so, so do you not like the Aqua Racer? I don't like the Aqua Racer as much. Cool. Uh, that particular, the thing about the 2000 is they're smaller. Um, oh, they're gotcha. not. They're not quite as big. The Aqua Racer is a little bit bigger, um, which I, you know, I can understand. Also, you know, that watch was made to be a quartz watch mm. and there aren't automatic versions of those back then unless it was like a chronograph if it was a tag hoyer 2000 chronograph then it might have had automatic in it but or a mechanical but like the aqua <clears throat> racers today you can still get in quartz right but they also offer in in an automatic and and back in the day the tag 2000 that i can find not offered in mechanical that's Just, a great point Wow. Just courts, and that's that's the thing. If you're looking at '80s, it's going to be courts. You know, there, I'm sure there were a lot of uh, mechanical watches that came out in that decade that were cool. I like Sonny Crockett's Ebel from, or Ebel or however you say that from Miami Vice. Mm. I can't afford it, but uh, but you know that particular watch was made to be courts. That was its thing. You know. So let's let's do this. Anyone listening, if you have a Tag Heuer 2000. That you're looking to sell, also hit up Baird, right? Yeah, and maybe or trade. Can buy it, maybe you maybe you can trade your Alpina Sea Strong for one of these. <laughs> hey, right? would you like to trade this giant hunk of metal for your little tiny watch? Thanks. If we're if we're talking if we're talking monetary value, if some of these watches are only going between four and six hundred, I mean it kind of lines up, right? And that's the hard thing also about looking for tags online is you know they had that watch the two thousand came in a in a, a women's size which was really small, and it came in a boy's size which was like a mid size. Mm. You know I'm looking for the forty. You know I think I can't remember it was like between thirty nine and forty one millimeters was the the men's size. You know I don't want the little tiny ones because I have the wrist of a tree trunk. You know, <laughs> but you know that's you know I, I don't know why I've been so attracted to that watch lately. I have There's, no idea. I don't know how I can better it's articulate nothing, this. It's nothing special. Nobody gives a shit about it. But there's I don't know. And they're hard. Apparently they're hard to fucking fix if they break. But oh well. Because they have some kind of weird ass old quartz movement in it. And I mean old. Well, I I I mean, 
I don't know how better to articulate this, and I mean this in the best way possible. I see this thing, and this thing is so you. You know what I'm saying? And, and the sad part is, is I feel like I might get it and never and not really bond with it. But like to look at it, like you know, it's kind of cool. I don't know what I've had with the '80s lately. I just bought a pair of sunglasses that are knockoffs of Carrera fifty-five twelves. <laughs> look at those online; they're cool as shit. But uh, look up a Carrera fifty-five twelve sunglasses. Those sons of bitches are bad, and this is my favorite pair of sunglasses I've ever owned. I got them mirrored. Did you pretty? Yeah, I got them mirrored in gold, and they are badass. Okay, so what we got to do is we got to get you these sunglasses. We have to get you the Tag 2000, and we got to get you a Lamborghini <laughs> Countach. Yeah, right. Right? God almighty. We have to own it, dude. Got to get you a Countach. I haven't seen that in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> that's because they're in, that's because they're all broken. <laughs> they're all broken and can't be fixed. And apparently they were impossible to reverse in because you can't see out of them. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't have to reverse. Just go forward in the car. You don't have to, you, you don't right. have to do anything practical in that car. Do you have a, sir, do you have a drive-through driveway so I can I don't have to back out? Do you have a backup camera in this Countach? Because I could yeah. really use one right about <laughs> I have a satellite phone, but you can't get me a backup camera? <laughs> oh my God, that's so cool. Ugh, now I'm just looking at sunglasses <laughs> Close this out. Yeah, oh, yeah. You talk about a hole you could fall down. If I didn't have to, I can't wear contacts for some reason. They irritate the shit out of my eyes. So I have to buy knockoffs that look like stuff so I can get prescription lenses in them. <laughs> um, but uh, let me tell you something. If I didn't have uh, if I didn't have that eye problem, uh, fucking sunglasses would be where it's at. Lord, I'd buy all the vintage shit. I don't, I don't have sunglasses because I don't want to, and I can't wear contacts because I don't want to take off my regular, like, it's. I'm so lazy. I don't want to do the glasses swap. Every time I get in and out of the car. <laughs> I just leave my sunglasses on until I get in the building. <laughs> I could do that too, I guess. Oh, man. Uh, have we gone through all the... Have we gone through uh, I, think I'm, I think I'm at number three. I think I'm at number three, and I'll try to be quick. Go for it. Uh, let's see. So I uh, tried to think in the last category. I have a lot of old vintage watches, some that I've fixed. And... Uh, one of them I would definitely pick to get a lot of wear right now, obviously, is the Accutron I'm wearing. But another one I wear a lot is, uh, and it's a dressy watch too, um, would be my, I have an old Seiko 5, 63-something. I can't remember the reference. But uh, that was a watch I actually bought online that looked like it had been partially repaired. Oh, yeah. Auto mechanic, like they just poured a quart of OW twenty in it and sent it <laughs> on its way. I love. And, I think one of the funniest things they ever said to me is, uh, "Guys, why do all these Sony watches smell like gun oil?" I'm like, "Cause <laughs> they're putting gun oil in there." I don't that's know. a fact, dude. <laughs> I I, I, I've been around a lot of gun oil, and I can tell you, man, I cracked that watch open. I was like, "Holy crap, man! This thing <laughs> smells like a. It smells like Kalashnikov." Oh my god! It's probably the same fucking oil. Whatever. Who knows? <laughs> Not like an expert. But that that oh, little Seiko, man. I bought it because uh my boss had bought a a vintage Omega, and I liked the way it looked. Mm. God, I wish I could remember. There was six one one nine. I can't remember. I'd have to go look it up. I wrote an article about it. It's in our summer watches from last year, the year before. Oh, shit. Let me let me look it up again because I want to see your photo. The one I wore the most and the one I didn't wear was the Christopher Ward. The one I wore the most was the Seiko. Um, I remember you not wearing the Christopher Ward 
Yeah, that's, that's why funny. it's going. Yo, Chris Ward. Let's see here. Watches that got the most wrist time this yes, summer. That's Let's it. And it's got. probably got the reference number in it. There's Jason. There's Mark. There's Mike Razak. Uh, Greg Beard. Bam. Oh, look at that. Oh, did I say his name wrong? It's Razak. What a fucking. What? It's Razak. Razak. Uh, I don't know why I can't say his name. 6119. That's it. That is the 61119. Dash seven zero nine zero handsome yep. watch. I love and the I, hands. Oh, I know. I love it, uh, and, and that's that's why I bought it. it. It sort of resembled that Omega he was wearing, but not as expensive. And it was broken, and that watch I fixed and got running nicely. Wow! And cleaned up the crystal on it, and cleaned up the case a little bit. It's still it's still got some pits and dings on it, but um, and put a that sweet ass. Uh, ostrich, fake ostrich skin looking strap on it. Yeah. I love that freaking watch. I love, the, I love the hands. I love the lugs on this yeah, fucking thing. That, yeah, and I think it's like maybe, I think that watch may be like a 36 millimeter or 30. It's, it's oh, small, wow. but dude, I love the white and black date and day wheel. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that's a sharp little watch. I like that one a lot. Um, and has given me so few problems compared to my Belmatic that I already also fixed. That son of a bitch is a problem every time I wear it. But Oh, wow. The alarm complication? That's the Belmatic, right? Yeah. Yeah. The alarm works great. <laughs> the rest of the watch worked as well. It'd be great. I seem like I'm always having to reopen that thing and fix something else on it. But Oh, wow. Uh, but, yeah, I love that. Uh, I love that 6119 a lot. That's probably my favorite little uh, other than my you know, vintage watches that belong to, you know, my grandparents or something. That's probably, uh, that's probably my favorite one that I have. I love this intro sentence you wrote here. I'm going to read this word for word. Uh, I have a fairly large affordable watch collection, uh, as all of my 162 followers on Instagram may know. Um, <laughs> and this collection is made up of newer watches and watches that I have somehow managed to bring back from the shores of the River Styx. I guess, I guess that's what this watch is, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was a, uh, it was like thirty bucks. I mean, it didn't work, wow. and it oh, was full oil. Like they just, it, they just went to town. They just went to town on the mainspring grease. I guess I don't know what they did, but <laughs> it was awful. I had to buy a new balance uh, for wow. it and everything. I mean, it was, it's just the balance was bent all to shit when I fixed it the first time it ran, but you could see it like a, like a bent rim on a car going down the wheel, just wobbling. Oh God, it's like, crazy. well, that's not going to work. I'm glad this thing, I'm glad you wear it. That's just so cool. Oh, I love that watch. It's really nice. Uh, it really is. That strap is uh, a cheap uh, De Beers. Oh yeah. Like, yes. I don't remember if you ever heard of that company, but oh, I have. still makes <laughs> that ostrich strap is actually, I don't know why their other ones are, but that particular one is very nice. I actually, I have a black one too, a black ostrich strap. I have on something else, but the, that brown one I thought looked really good on that little Seiko. I like that one a lot. The uh, vintage Seamaster I'm sending your way. It's also on an ostrich strap. Um, let me know how it is compared to, compared to yours. I'm curious. Cause I also don't know if my ostrich strap is real or not. I suspect it's not which is fine, but I just love the way it looks. Like Did that, you buy like, it? 
It came with the fucking watch. Oh, okay. So you don't, I was going to say you can tell real fast by how much you paid for it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know the provenance of my ostrich strap. <laughs> it just came Mine with the watch. Mine was $20. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, man. That's too good. Uh, let's see. Where am I? My last pick. Uh, technically, it's a tie between what I was wearing on my wrist check, the big zero, and uh, honestly, I have very... It's It's been a... I went a while without wearing it, and I'm glad to be wearing it again. I've been wearing my Christmas crown a while. I knew it. You know? That's I the think, one, man. I think all of us are going to have a heart attack and die of not being surprised. <laughs> if I find, if I'm not, me not choosing the Christmas crown, this watch... I, I knew it. I love this watch because, first of all, this was the progenitor of Kaz Teal. The concept... Uh, and the initial kind of like impetus with me falling in love with teal watches. So if you have no idea what I'm talking about, I do have a little orological fetish for teal watches. My Grand Seiko is teal. Christmas Chrono is teal. My Orange Star Diver is teal. I'm tinkering with maybe getting another fucking teal watch. And there's just something about the color. I don't know why. It's just, it, it, it connects with me very well. Um, plus, as a brown man, I don't know why, I think it looks really good on my skin. So I just, I always gravitate towards pops of color. So this one in particular is it. And I've been wearing it a lot recently because um, I realized it hasn't seen the sun in months. And it's a solar quartz. And so I'm like, okay, fuck, I gotta probably get this thing some sunshine. You know? <laughs> I still don't want it to die or whatever. But yeah, I've been wearing it a lot and it's been good. And I still, even though the first two watches I mentioned, actually, you know what's funny, Barrett? All my picks are quartz. It just occurred to me. (laughs) (laughs) Even the first two watches I mentioned are incredibly high quality and, you know, they represent very, like, expensive watches just in the whole thing. My Christmas chrono is, quote-unquote, a cheap watch. I think I paid 250 bucks for it. It is limited edition. You can't buy them anymore. Um, They only made a 1,000 of them. But... After wearing these two watches, my Grand Seiko and my Omega, for so long, I can still put on my Christmas chrono and just fall in love with it again every time. You know what I'm saying? You know the feeling? Yeah, yeah. and it's it's kind of – I was just thinking about this because you said all yours were quartz. Well, all mine were mechanical. So Yep. You buy what you like. You know, That's so you, there you go. You got your best of both worlds, I guess. <laughs> yeah. For me, third in rotation is definitely the, uh, the Christmas chrono, so – Damn, so cool, man. Can we talk about, like, 28th and 29th in the rotation? <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, you, I, just I, I have to get rid of, honestly, I have to get rid of stuff. Because I'm, I've gotten to a point where I'm getting very much in touch with stuff that I like, but I can also live without. You know what I mean? I think that's the best way for me to kind of get on the path to paring the collection down. Like, stuff I like. But I can live without, you know. That's an interesting way to think about it. I need to figure <laughs> out my my way to get rid of stuff I don't like. I just think, like, here's the funny thing I run into with that. It seems like I'll get rid of something because I don't wear it, and then I'll want it back. Mm-hmm. Like the Citizen Nighthawk. Did you sell your Nighthawk? I, I had a Nighthawk years ago. And loved it. I thought it was cool. But for some reason, I didn't wear it much or I needed money. I can't remember. I sold it. And I sold it to a guy at work who won't sell it back. <laughs> what a bastard. <laughs> and I, you know, and so 
the funny thing about that guy is he won't sell it back to me. Won't do it. Won't. I said, man, I'll give you more money than I than you bought for it. And he said, nah, I really like it. I, I really do like it. So he started like getting into watches kind of, and he was like, have you ever heard of an SKX 007? I was oh, like, bitch. brother, I got <laughs> one in my watch box right now. And he goes, oh, would you sell it to me? And I was like, absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> Get fucked, mate. See if you trade it. See if He's like, I'll give it, you $250 right now. I was like, oh, I mean, you come up with five, $600, i will think about it. I'll think about it. Then we can talk. <laughs> it's discontinued, bro. You just can't get them anywhere anymore. You know what the weird thing is about those Nighthawks, though? They're crazy expensive now. Have you noticed Better that? Better fucking believe it. Why? I, I bought my Nighthawk for $125. What the fuck? Yeah, they're like four times that, or three or four times that price now, dude. You better fucking believe it. What's and going seal, on? Seal Kaz Teal meal deal right now on the Slack. He's got one. And if Bastard. it doesn't sell within a little bit, I think I'm going to try to snag it. Yeah? Is he is he trying to sell it? He's trying to sell it, and he's selling it at a good price, and I'm not going to say it on here because then everybody will be after it. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Kiss my ass. If he still hasn't, like, buy some time that I can spend a little bit of money, I'm going to buy it, motherfucker. Yeah, this is this is, this is is Baird's quarry. Back off, everyone. All right? <laughs> Have you ever done that? Have you ever found something and you went, like, oh, no, it's not on sale. No, it's not a good deal. Hoping that nobody will go buy it, so it'll be there. Back. <laughs> I have not, but Michael and I realize every time we talk about a show, or we talk about a watch on the show, the watch kind of sells out or the price goes up. So oh, we've sure. just we've just started to like not talk about watches that we like on air. Yeah, this thing is four hundred bucks on Amazon. The Nighthawk. I believe it. Yeah. God, heaven. Yeah. Jesus. It's, I don't know what happened in the last couple of years, but that watch's popularity went through the roof. And in my opinion. I think, if, you know, because I'm not really into pilot's watches or flight watches a lot. It, I've tried and tried and tried, and they just never seem to appeal to me. Mm. But, like, listen, Citizen built that watch. It is probably the coolest pilot's watch I've ever seen and used to be relatively affordable compared to what yeah. it is now. And has, I mean, everything on it is well-made. It's well-built. It's if you like bracelets like I do, it's got a nice bracelet on it. Nice, you know, well-made bracelet. And it's quartz. And it's go. eco drive, which means it'll never have to have a battery, quote-unquote, uh, as long as you keep it charged. And mm. it has decent loom on it. It's the fucking total package. Yeah. Say it with and me at home, everyone. Buck brightly. All right. It's the total package. <laughs> and the thing about it is, is that... When, when I was getting into watches, Citizen watches were all mall watches to me. That's all the ones I ever mm -hmm. saw, except that one. <laughs> that one was cool, and I sold it. You'll get it back. If I if I sold my Orient Star GMT and I still got that exact watch back, I believe you'll somehow <laughs> get. I believe you'll somehow get your either your Nighthawk or a Nighthawk back. The I funny believe. thing is, I'm the same way about cars, which drives my wife nuts. I get rid of a car, and I'm like, oh. I really wish I hadn't done that, which is <laughs> stupid. Like, I'm borderline hoarder, I guess. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't know. But, yeah, another cool quartz watch. I, I believe guess. it, man. So we can we can spend a, a few minutes. We're going over an hour and a half, but I, I really don't care because I'm having fun. We can talk about watches on the radar, and we can use that Nighthawk as the opener. I have, besides the Tag Hoyer 2000, <laughs> and the Citizen Nighthawk. I have two watches 
that I've seen in the news that I think is kind of cool. Oh yeah, what do you got? I had. Let me pull it up here. Hold on. Yeah, I'm getting ready to Google it. I'm like, I'm like here. fingertips on the keyboard. Okay. Ready to I kind of like this watch, and it's 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 inexpensive, but I okay. kind of like it's uh, it's vintage kind of looks a little bit and it comes in a few different colors or it's going to uh but it's the and i don't like that model of it but um it's the 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 style 60 seiko presage the non-chronograph uh i'm not familiar with it is this i'm googling now is this new uh there was an article on hodinky about it six on days eight. ago that's what but it said there's a black one on here, a black dial with the black bezel on a NATO oh, strap. Oh, so yeah. I, I wouldn't have it on a NATO strap because I hate those things. Send I your just... hate mail to Baird at <laughs> so-called TWS. But, uh, this is quite a handsome fucking watch. This one, so it's black, black dial, black bezel. Is it like two-tone or Fotina? What's happening on this? Are we looking at the same watch? I, it, I, I couldn't tell. Um, you know what I'm saying, though, right? Yeah, I see that, and I, and I couldn't tell by that photograph. And to be honest with you, I didn't read the article. I just looked at it. I, yeah, I try not to spend too much time on Hodinky because it's just like window shopping for shit I'll never have. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but that watch, you know, I think five hundred and seventy some dollars to six hundred and seventy some dollars or something. Now, whether it's going to be that when it comes out. I don't know, but you know that's still relatively affordable. You'll probably find it for less, most likely. I'm, 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 I'm feeling, you know. And that's a good looking. That's a good looking watch. I think it's not trying to do anything outrageous. It's just, you know, you got a bezel. It's got some numbers on it. There's some hands. I'm not totally sold on the sticks at the hour markers. Yeah, I was trying to figure that out. Is it like a little baton that's sticking out of the hour hand almost? You think? but uh, uh oh i see what you're saying oh i see the, what the i mean little, like the, yeah and I, I like i said i'm not totally so i mean it's it's not bad i guess there's just it's, it's just a double baton at every one of them and then a triple at the 12 which are not bad um you know a lot of vintage i think stuff the problem like with that. the black one is it only comes on the nato it looks like <laughs> yeah man you guess what you can do you can yank that motherfucker off put leather on it <laughs> God, man, NATOs just don't fit well on me. And they, I, I used to be all about them, and I've now definitely kind of... You know what happened? It felt really weird to me because I would have a NATO that was, like, super old or ratty or gross, and I was putting it on, like, my nice watch. And I'm <laughs> like, eh, I feel weird. And, like, I know, and, like, I would try and clean the NATO, but it's like cleaning an old kitchen. It kind of still feels dirty after you clean it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so it's just like I don't think I like NATOs anymore. So that's kind of where I'm at. They've got a picture of one on a bracelet too that looks like it might have like a like a oh, brownish green bezel. That's what I that that, that 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 one looks like. It's not all black. Yeah, I think the bezel is kind of uh, brown. I'm looking at it now. Yeah, the bezel's totally brown. I like you know I tell you I like uh, I like anytime Seiko does like a presage and in black and gold but i don't like the gold one of this one because it's got uh it's got a i'm not against open hearts but i don't love them but 
Two, guess what it has on the dial? It has my least favorite thing ever, a 24-hour fucking sub-dial. Big goddamn deal. <laughs> don't give a shit about whether it's 22 o'clock. Oh, Just, you're looking at this one here. Okay, I was uh, looking at one that didn't have the open heart. It, see that one, that gold one? It's like a yeah. rosy gold. I like, like they used to make a, uh, I think it was a presage that's like, uh, uh, it was brown and rose gold. There's a guy at work that has one, and I tell him every day I'll pay him $400 right now to pull it off his wrist. He's like, but my wife got it for me. I was like, screw her. Screw your wife, dude. What is wrong with yeah. you? <laughs> but I, I used money. to love that watch. Man, they're rose gold and black. I think Seiko does a nice job uh, with those. It's pretty nice, but uh, I don't care for the open heart and the 24-hour subdial. Is that really a 24-hour subdial on a mechanic? Well, yeah, watch? it's stupid. Why would you put, who gives a shit? It's not a military watch. Stop it. It's just odd because usually the 24-hour dial becomes a throwaway placeholder on a quartz chronograph. And I get that that is there because maybe it doesn't have a date so you can know it's midnight. Motherfucker, you can uh, look outside. It's dang. 12 o'clock in You're the evening. Because right. the other model has a little window on it. This doesn't. Th yeah, who cares? Just, it's still worthless. It's, it's still worthless. Yeah. I don't like that. That's weird. If you disagree, just put it in the comments of the Tom Teller, uh, on one of his <laughs> and I might read it. But maybe I'll maybe maybe I, you know maybe twenty four hour subdials are so bonkers dumb. I can I know it's nighttime. I can open a motherfucking window. I'm not you know, on a submarine. Yeah, we don't live in the Arctic Circle. We're not yeah. on a nuclear submarine. <laughs> we know, know what time. I know it's twenty two o'clock. I can tell. <laughs> I've just never seen a 24-hour sub-dial like that on a mechanical watch. And it looks like they modified a 4R movement. This is the 4R39. God. Just see a bunch of Japanese guys sitting around like, how can we modify this movement to make it more appealing to buyers? Let's put a, a sub-dial on it. We'll just connect it straight to the main barrel. You know, like, yeah. fuck. Well, because, I mean, I think it's probably... like. The decision was, hey, we need something to jazz up the dial. What's oh, the easiest stop. thing? Stuff yeah. like that drives me batshit crazy because that is the kind of crap that they put so that people who aren't watch enthusiasts of any kind can walk <laughs> through the mall and go, oh, wow, it's got a second dial and you can see it beating. That looks fancy. Who fucking cares? <laughs> I love how mad you are. <laughs> mad you are at the dial. A 24-hour subdial. That shit works, though. The, the, any, for any business to be successful, they have to accommodate the lowest common denominator of their potential demographic. And that is people who find things shiny and cool-looking and who are also cash-rich. That's the lowest common denominator of the entire watch family. Sorry, everyone at home, if you fall into that bracket. And so this would totally appeal to them because you can see the shiny gears on the inside. It's got the cool little dial. I'm telling you, the case is beautiful. Like that that gold case is gorgeous with that mm. black bezel. I love it so much, but I could not live with that dial. Can't do it. <laughs> God almighty, man, that case is pretty too. It's a good but, looking watch. I mean, maybe just get one of the regular non-open hard ones. Yeah, I love the that black one, that non-open heart black one on that NATO strap is is really nice. I mean, it 
That's a that's a good looking, simple, does its fucking job watch. Yeah. That's what I like. Box shaped hard lex, loom bright. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. That some bitch is gonna be nice. And this thing nice. is what, five hundred bucks you said? Yeah, that's what it said at the bottom. I like I said, I don't know what it'll be when it it's gotta comes be cheaper. Out, but it says uh I said basics, blah, 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 blah. I just saw it. Where the fuck did it go? Oh, here we go. $525 to $575. It'll be available in June or July. Probably and $525 for the nylon, $575 for the bracelet. For the bracelet. And it is not a limited edition, which oh is <laughs> bullshit. But anyway, I digress. That's a good my, one. My second watch on the radar, which is something I can never and will never own, but it Remind and not not so much that this one would like uh, like make me. I might not want to buy this version, but it made me remember that they made it. Mm. As as some of you may or may not know, I am a huge fan of vintage Hoyer chronographs. Love them from the sixties and seventies during the great era of automobile racing where men went to the racetrack to die a fiery death. <laughs> like, those watches to me are in fucking credible. Love them. Yeah. I do not like so much Tag Hoyer's modern lineup because they're weird and they're owned by a car salesman who think that that's the best watch of all time. They're crazy. <laughs> but... I forgot that they've been reissuing some of the old Hoyer watches without the tag on it, which I don't. Uh, oh, tag, you know. yeah. The Carrera is being released with a green dial, and I completely forgot that they still make that thing. They made, they started making it again, and it's the, uh, I don't know what the reference number is on the new one, but the vintage reference number would have been the, uh, I'll find it. Yeah, here it is. And it's a special edition green one. Uh, which I have no fucking interest in the green, so to speak. But um, it is it is it is a, a, an homage, obviously, to the twenty four forty seven, which, in mm. my opinion, one of the most beautiful Hoyer chronographs of all time. It's what the Dan Henry nineteen sixty four is based on. And I forgot they still kind of make these here and there. And while that green one is awful pretty, it is also the perfect size it is 39 millimeters wow god almighty man i'm trying, I love to, I'm trying to pull up pull up an image now and here's Ooh. here's the one thing i hate about the new one obviously watch. is that they've got you know the hoyer caliber 2 in it it's automatic blah 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 and they want to show it to you so on the back it's a it's a you know a crystal that you can see through and Ex the exhibition the case back yeah I right. see that. and i uh, you know, I can live without that. I think if you build a watch for actual racing, it just should just have a metal case back on it. But that's obviously not what they're doing nowadays. But I love that watch. Not necessarily. It doesn't have to be the green one. But I fucking love. I mean, the, the green one's speaking to me. <laughs> God, God, yeah, it's good looking. Don't get me wrong. It's a pretty watch. I like the green color. I don't know that that if I had the money, you know, if I walked into the dealer with a stack of cash, I'm not sure that the green one is the one I would go home with, but it is pretty. This silver one is fucking gorgeous. Have you seen the silver one? 
is it on? What, are you on their website? I'm on their website. Oh yeah, let me see here. Hold on. So if you if you go to their website, I can just send the send you the link on Slack if you're on Slack. I am. Let me send somewhere. you the link here. <laughs> I'm on, I'm on Slack somewhere. Huh? I think it's up <laughs> on my computer and on my. Oh, I got something. Let's see I what it sent, is. I just sent you the link. Oh God, look at it. This thing is gorgeous in silver. Dude, I. I Man, might that, actually like it more in silver than than in the green. <laughs> that thing, in my that is that is a that is a chronograph that does its fucking job and isn't trying to be some bullshit. Like, right? just tell fucking time and start a timer when I press the damn button. Like, that's all I'm asking you to do. God almighty, Matt, thing's good looking. It's a good looking watch. Shit. Uh, here, let's do this. Have the blue sub dolls too. Oh, it's got one with blue sub. You see that one? And the red second hand. <laughs> yeah, dude. it's quite, it's quite handsome, dude. Tag does cool shit. I don't know why people give him shit. Like, well, because tag when they do cool shit from their history, it's one thing. But when they just put out another watch, it's based on a golf game or something. It's... <laughs> I guess that's true. I guess we have to pick and choose <laughs> with what we like that they put out. Do you um, also like polo shirts? Tag do, Hoyer. Do you also, if you also like polo shirts, do we have the watch for you? That's too funny. Uh, let's do this. We're coming. This I I don't know if anyone's even listening to this show anymore. Now Baird and I are just having fun. I have two that I've kind of had on my radar. One of them is expensive, but it's it's very much in line with what I'm all about. It's an Orient Star. And I think Michael and I were talking about this on air recently. I'm going to send you the link, Beard. <clears throat> in particular, it is this uh, recently re-released new mechanical moon phase from Orient Star in a, yeah, that's right, <laughs> teal, teal mother of pearl dial. It's got an open heart, which I know is not everyone's thing. It's got the moon phase on here. It's got a fucking uh, date, like subdial. The power reserve, the very controversial power reserve. I like orange stars. Um, but that's their thing, isn't it? The power reserve. That's power like, reserve. That's like yeah. their thing, right? They've it's always a, done that. They they had that on Haven't the they? previous. They've had that on the previous orange star movement line. Oh, yep. Can you hear me? Oh yeah, you're back. There you go. The they had that on the previous Orient Star line. They have that on the new ones they're putting out, the new F6 and F7 calibers. The power reserve is definitely um, an Orient Star thing. Uh, this one I'm, I'm keeping an eye on. It's limited edition, 700 pieces. Uh, I think I did the price conversion from Japanese yen. I think it's like 16 or 1700 bucks, which is expensive. It is definitely expensive, but this is what I have on my radar to see if I can't get a better price on, maybe through um, through Stay of Japan. So, Baird, as succinctly as possible, tell me how much you hate this watch, because I'm pretty sure I, nothing nothing about this watch speaks to you. I like the color of the doll. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I feel bad now having ranted for 20 minutes about I don't hate open hearts they're just not something I choose I have an open heart watch yeah. uh, I have a bull of a Aerojet automatic that uh, has an open heart which I don't know why they do that the quartz ones don't 
but uh, <laughs> you know because all about look i got something moving in here you know <laughs> but uh the funny thing is power reserve like i said that's kind of their thing Mm-hmm. So I think when you look at an Orient star, you have to understand it's going to have a power reserve on it. That's just what they do. And that's what they've done for a long time. So it's one thing, like if they're just tacking it on there to go, hey, we put something on this doll so that somebody will see it. That's one thing. It's different if it's like we've always done this. It's always been there. Yep. You know, so that's that's completely different, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, all they're doing with the, it just has a date wheel. And, a, you know, instead of a date, uh, it has the date in hands instead of a sliding window, right? And then uh, obviously your uh, moon phase, which is cool if that's what you find interesting. Don't need to know the phases of the moon. I'm not going to lie to you, Baird. I just like the color. I just really need it in my life. Yeah, colors. I mean, yeah. Because of the color. <laughs> I, think, I think everybody on the Slack likes Kaz Teal anymore. <laughs> it's just, just uh, I just wish, I just... I just I, I've I fought my entire life to never be subject to stereotypes or prejudices, but you know what? The teal one, I'm okay with that one. You can stereotype me as a teal watch lover all day long. I just I don't know. I love it. So I've had my eye on this one. I don't know. You know, I was looking at a teal. I was looking at a teal jacket today, and I was like, ooh. But of course, it's online and it's on some beautiful model. So <laughs> I don't know that it would quite look the same when I are put they, it on. Are they it's staring like, out of a window pensively? I have to know. Pretty much. They just, <laughs> you know, they got their sleeves rolled up. They're standing on a beach, you know. And I was like, God, that jacket is sweet. Look at that, that color. Sure looks like a nice jacket. <laughs> I'll get it. And somebody will be like, who let that teal blueberry walk down the street? <laughs> somebody get him to the juicer. Oh, no. That's funny. Um, so that's one that I've had my radar on. Um, here, I'll share my second hey, wait one. Wait a minute. Oh, yeah. Let me look at that doll. Which doll? Oh, the, the one on the story? Yeah. Is it... Is it... Uh, do they say anything? It looks weird. Like, it's almost like got a... Like a... Uh, it is Mother of Pearl. It's Mother of Pearl. Oh, now that's cool as shit. That's fucking really cool as shit. I won't <laughs> that's, watch this crap. That's why I'm struggling. I'm like, ugh. Is the dial alone enough for me to really give in? I know the quality's going to be there. I have I have a couple of Orange Stars. The quality, I have uh, pre-Epson Takeover and post-Epson Takeover Orange Stars. The quality in both is incredible. I've always wanted to get an Orange Star or an Orient Moon phase, but I've never had one that I've immediately like fallen in love with. This one might be the one, but yeah, it's a mother of pearl doll. Oh yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I saw. I was looking at this picture, and I was like, "That doll looks like it has waves in it." What the hell's going on? What am I doing? What is this? Yeah, iridescent colors. That's kind of cool. <clears throat> so let's see. There's another piece though. Here, let's do this. I'll share my second piece, and then we can wrap up the show. The second piece I've had my eye on is way too expensive, and I'm never going to get it. But I'm going to keep. Checking to see if someone's selling it used for $500, but they're never going to. The Patek Philippe Grand Complication. Yeah, I fucking wish. It is the Hermes, the newly released Hermes H08. That's right. I just fucking said I wanted to buy an Hermes watch. Suck it, nerds. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love this thing. This thing came out at the recent, um, oh, I always forget what they call it. Watches and Wonders. Watches and Wonders. Yeah, the recent Ross and Watches and Wonders. Um, 
it hits for me something that I have been trying to accommodate for a long time. Baird, I need a square watch. Dude, I do like square watches. I've, you know, I yeah. still have a, I still have my Mercer Durham, which Mercer's not around anymore. Nice. But Are they not you know, around anymore? No, I think he's oh. finally. I think he finally went defunct. But yeah. um, those uh, watches fun. Uh, some of them were pretty good. I personally, I think that the Durham was probably the best one he did, but, uh, um, I, the Lexington wasn't bad. The chronograph, um, the chronograph but, uh, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they, uh, I, I love a square watch. I, I really do. I don't know why either, but funny enough, Hoyer Camaro chronograph from the old <laughs> days, is fucking square, you know, it looks, it's cool shit. I want a square watch so bad, Baird. I'm going to tell you something. I've, probably haven't said anyone i've been literally looking at seven fridays to see if there's I mean, one I've, like. I've looked at seven fridays before it's a square watch man and they make a lot of watches there's got to be one that i like but i haven't found one <laughs> that i've like fallen in love with yet i just need a square watch and i really want it to be this one how much is this this is a six thousand dollar fucking watch so as much as you're as much $6, as your thousand dollars <laughs> yeah dude this is, this is I, much I don't know as, enough about this company. Hermes, it's a it's a like a luxury brand producer. Usually they do, they do like leather goods and like purses oh, and shit okay. like that. Okay, well maybe my reaction was a little premature. Well, Six thousand dollars is still a lot of motherfucking. It's a life. lot of money. Yeah, dude. I mean, I oh, I you don't could know. buy your Hoyer for six oh, k. Yeah, right? and uh, the you know I'd probably be. Uh, Walking over to the Tudor store and being like, you see that P01 everybody hates? Put that I son of a bitch on my wrist right now. I would get this watch and it comes on a bracelet, but it looks like I, sorry, everyone at home. I don't like it on the bracelet. I want it on this like canvas strap um, that is pictured on here in the blog to watch link that I shared with you. And it comes on that strap. That's like, that's like an option. That clasp is kind of cool on that strap. It's really cool. Kinda this big. this watch just speaks to me on so many fucking levels. It's just I get dull, uh, and like I said, I don't I don't know uh, you know anything about this company, but I get by looking at this and the clothing they have put on their models, <laughs> I get serious like sailboat vibes from the mm -hmm. sucker. It's supposed like, to be like uh, a the day every... on the ocean. What's, what do like they call it in casual watch? You know, yeah, right. What do they call it in France? What is that when you regale over? Yeah, got a timer like a little. Is that, is that I France? Like a, I, I don't know. I think it's Italian. I have no fucking yeah. idea. We're fucking we're two broke American snobs right now. Yeah, we have I'm, no idea, people. Yeah, they didn't teach us that shit in school. <laughs> we have no idea what we're talking about. Here, let me send you. Let me send you the link for the actual like Hermes website. It's a fashion brand. It's a it's a luxury oh, okay. fashion brand first. Well, Cartier made a lot of money doing that, so. Yeah, it'd be like if I bought a fucking like a Gucci watch or a Coach watch or some shit. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it's quite motherfucking handsome. I love that watch. Ooh. I was trying you know, to see if I could find one with a bracelet on it. See what it looked like. Uh, there is... Where did it go? Oh, it's the first one. Look at that one. With that the bracelet? 
that one's not bad looking. This slim Dermes manufacturer watch, 39.5 millimeter. Uh, Let me see. It's got oh, yeah. the small second hand at the bottom. That one's not yeah. bad. 7,000 bucks. Oh, yeah, just. <laughs> just what a scratch. And it, says it, and it says it fits us a, a wrist circumference of 6.3 to 7.3 inches. So, again, it's like you get that magazine and it's full of all those hot models with all that sweet-ass clothes you wear. And then you realize <laughs> your waistband is a little bit uh, like 20 inches bigger than theirs. <laughs> they don't make clothes for that. I'll never forget. I'm not like a big guy, but I was uh, – I don't often go clothes shopping because I don't often like walking myself to the gallows. But I, uh, I had to go clothes shopping a long time ago. And uh, my wife, at the time, she, we weren't married, but uh, she was with me, and we went to a J. Crew, I think it was. And I grabbed pants that were in a pant size that I thought I was. And I go, <laughs> I, I, th I think I grabbed pant sizes that were like 32. Okay, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm probably 32. And then, um, and then I go in the back, and I try the pants on, and they don't, they don't fit. And then my 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 soon to be wife she she was there and I'm just like these are really tight like what size am I supposed to get because I don't fucking know, and um, she's like she's like oh why don't you try like like a 36 and I'm like yeah sure okay I tried 36, and so I called over the person to like go and grab a pair of 36 for me because I wasn't wearing pants because they, they don't like it when you don't walk around without pants. Sir, yeah, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> like 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 a shaved chicken just walking around in my underwear. Um, I asked them, like, oh, hey, um, these pants are really awesome, but ca can you find me a pair in 36? And she looks me <laughs> dead in the eye, and she says, I'm sorry, sir, we don't make pants that big. big. Fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> this is America. <laughs> the fuck? I, felt, I, felt, I was, like, almost in tears. I'm just like, oh, okay, I guess I'll just go. <laughs> God, what shame. Honey, let's go straight to the biggest burger joint you can find. I have to drown my tears. I want to tell my problems to the thickest burger I can possibly find in this fucking mall. Like my brother, my brother was the opposite end of the spectrum. He he was yeah. he was like a twenty nine inch waist until he was thirty three years old. Wow. Yeah, he's a little. He had, he was my height. You know, he's a normal height, but just small waist and broad shouldered, so he looked like a V. <laughs> And, uh, like he wore a small pants and I, I wear big pants, but, uh, right. I have to get mine from the big and tall section and they always kind of fit funny because they assume that every guy that has X, X inch waist also has tree trunks for legs. <laughs> so it's, it's weird, but the struggle I, is real, man. <laughs> I did find the Hermes, the Hermes or whatever it is. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. Oh, the bracelet. And the bracelet yeah. to me feels like a Nautilus bracelet, sort of. Um, it's like it's a little, it's a little like Battlestar Galactica '80s to me. <laughs> the bracelets. I don't know if you get that vibe as well. <laughs> I tell you, speaking of '80s bracelets, there have been a lot of bandolier style bracelets coming out lately, and I love them. Yeah. But, yeah. But, <laughs> what uh, is bandolier? I'm I'm feeling stupid. What is a bandolier style bracelet? It's like the ones that just the bracelet just looks like uh, just looks like rectangles linked together. <laughs> like there's no. Uh, I oh, I just googled it. Okay, nice. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Man, oh man. Seven grand, huh? Yeah, man. I th this is a watch I'm probably going to window shop for for the rest of my life. I don't. I'm only ever going to get this watch if someone sells it. Because the thing is. 
brands that sell so fashion brands that do so luxury fashion brands that do watches not like michael kors i'm talking about like like hermes and tiffany and shit like that those brands and and bulgari though secondhand they take a huge hit oh well yeah if i can find if i can find this thing secondhand and if it's not a bajillion dollars maybe we'll see see what's going on maybe i'll maybe i'll go for it but until then i will lust from afar for this watch well that's the way i have to be about anything now all i've ever wanted in my life was a, a rolex submariner and i kept thinking for years like just a few more years and i'll be more financially stable just a few more years mm. and now the goddamn things are unfindable and too ex- and way too expensive and it's just it's out of touch you know i would like a fucking old one you know it it doesn't have to be new it can be the the worst those, are, one. those are even more expensive, I feel. I know. <laughs> than the new ones. I thought, oh, man, nobody will want this beat-ass 80s one. Bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. Somebody out there has got a the big-ass wallet. I... <laughs> so I, I've had to come to grips that that watch, unless something weird happens in my life, that is probably going to be something I'll never attain anymore because it's it's as the farther time has gone out, they've become more unreachable. Any, Unless uh, I was to finance it or something, which I'd really hate. I think it's almost silly to finance a watch, but yeah, do not finance. Uh, and people at home do not finance a watch. It's unless you can pay the thing outright. Do not finance the watch. You know, but uh, you know, I, I it's it's you know, Tudor is becoming now that more attainable kind of everyday dive watch, tool watch sort of. Yeah. You know, that's that's what Tudor has sort of become now. Tudor is where, you know, they're they're although they're creeping up too, but they're about where, you know, like a a submariner slightly used was when I got into watches fifteen mm. so years ago, you know. Uh you know, you used to be able to find subs for five, six thousand bucks. Yeah. Well, do those you days. do you do you not do. have any um do you not have any like uh, uh rich uncles you can befriend? I wish, man, I like one, I, 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 I don't have a lot of family. I don't know them anyway. Mm. You know, my mom's not into watches. My dad, when he dies, the executor of his estate is going to probably empty what the contents of his left pocket was on the table and be like, have at it boys. <laughs> have at it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I've got, so I got two uncles. One of them's weird as hell. So I don't hang out with him all that much or. I try to avoid him, and the other one lives in the, in Arizona. I don't know what the hell he's doing. He's he's retired. Yeah, that's the extent of my extended family. Yeah. Hey, you might know. you might get a Porsche someday. Well, me? Yeah. I don't know. You might my, have to fight your brother for it in a death. Yeah, match, I was gonna but... say my brother's gonna get my brother. Anything car related, my brother's probably gonna. Get. I'm not gonna. I'm the bad son. You gotta understand, Baron. The bad son. I'm the bad son, dude. <laughs> I right? feel bad for my mom. Sometimes I think she had two bad sons. <laughs> <laughs> I left home. You know, I didn't marry a fellow first generation Pakistani. I don't call home enough. I didn't become a doctor. I am super the bad son. <laughs> I watched this comedian. I watched this comedian. His parents are, they were Chinese. Mm. So he's always talking about his dad, you know, and like, you know, how disappointed he is that he didn't become a doctor or a lawyer. 
<laughs> it's cliche, but it's true, man. It's he's just, like it's... he's like pissed that all he does is YouTube videos. <laughs> uh too good, man. Well, here, let's... God, this fucking Hermes has got me so distracted. Let's do this. This has been an incredible, I think, like, two-hour episode. Well, Thank you yeah, so I, oh, yeah, I have I have a bad feeling that every time we do this, it's just, you know... Uh, you know, like you said, you said it a lot. You know, Mike, he is better at that time frame thing. <laughs> Mike, but, Mike is great because when it's time for the show to end, he gives me very subtle, like, psychic hints. And then I can like tell. Oh, okay, yeah, it's time for us like to like duck out now. <laughs> if it's if it's you and I, then it's uh, all day. People rambling on for two hours. So if you like to listen to nonsensical watch talk for two hours and tune right in, I want to I want to rephrase that. If you like listening to real watch talk, because you'll <laughs> notice not once did Baird or I talk about diving uh, or or racing cars on uh, on the autobahn or no. anything like that. I don't. Uh, I don't like, I mean, I don't even get to go up in the woods as much, and I kind of like doing that. Mm-hmm. I don't even get to do that. The extent of my watch wearing is like, oh, hello, welcome to such and such dealership. What kind of park can I get you today, bro? <laughs> yeah, that's it. You see, you see a lot of cool watches come in the door? Uh, just from the general manager uh, that's a, <laughs> or the president of the company. He's He loves to talk to me about his limited edition Panerai of some kind that he went to New York and shelled out a bunch of money for. It's cool. Don't get me wrong. It's a cool watch. I mean, he doesn't know anything about it, but as long as he likes it, I guess. Yep. (laughs) He's like, he was like surprised at how much Rolexes have gone up, and I'm like, dude, like, have you been asleep? What the hell? Fucking planet, have you been on, dude? Right. What cave did you dwell in for the last (laughs) years? Crawled out of a cave. I need water and some mariners. I don't yeah, know right. Good luck. You find a you find a steel one and let me know. Just tell me where <laughs> it's at. We'll go look at it. Oh man, let's do this, Baird. It has been. It's always incredible having you on. It's just so much fun. I've I've had a really great time going over like top three state of the watch collection and just watches we have our radar on. And honestly, man, just shooting the shit and talking watches. I think we just need. I just, I, I shouldn't say it like this, but it's just, I feel like we just need more bar talk in our lives. We need more people just shooting the shit and happen to be talking about watches, which is basically the crux of what we fucking do here at the Two Book Watch Knob. So I feel like you. we cover the issues of the common man. Yes. I'll take like it. Like you said, <laughs> we're not flying fucking planes. Well, James <laughs> is on the Slack. He flies planes. But we're not flying planes <laughs> except for James on the Slack. And we're not racing cars illegally. So just, you know, this is the everyman. And if, if America could come to grips with that this is what life is, you fucking mow your lawn, you go to some <laughs> game that you might be bored in and have to stand there for 15 minutes. Oh, clap, good, yes. Clap, clap. <laughs> All right. Let's go buy underwear and talk about, you know, our kids are getting older, so you don't do drugs. <laughs> you know? Done. That's the weekend. Like, we, I have love- to talk, we have to talk to our child about drugs today. Okay, well, what watch am I going to wear? Okay. <laughs> what do I want my anti-drug watch to be? Yeah. The um, I love it because the uh, the real wrist shot hashtag is, like, picking up steam again on Instagram. And people have been taking really fun photos. If you're not familiar with what the real 
wrist shot hashtag is. It's hashtag real wrist shot or hashtag real wrist shots, whichever one has more hits, I'm not sure. Um, it's a concept that we created here at TBWS, except no fucking substitutes because people love to steal shit from us. And yes, I'm petty. I'm at the point <laughs> in my life where I can be as petty as I fucking want because I work very hard. Um, real wrist shot hashtag is basically a hashtag that we encourage people to use when they're doing real life shit. No one's sitting and like on a yacht and like sipping champagne and just like, oh, let me just go and snap a picture of my fucking watch. That's not real life. Real life is plunging a turd out of a toilet that you hate and you just don't have the time to replace. There's literally 1% of people that are on a yacht with a watch. (laughs) 1%. The rest of them are on some shitty pontoon boat down here at the fucking lake. Right. And they think they're the biggest shit in town, let me tell you. (laughs) So we encourage you to take real wrist shots. Wrist shots of you just doing real stuff. Dishes count. Mowing the lawn. We get a lot of lawn mowing ones. We get a lot of ones um, of people uh, like grilling and shit like that, which is funny to me. You know what I mean? So it's just uh, definitely use that. Hashtag real wrist shot. Tag tube of wash knobs in it. In addition to that, go and check out the website because go and check out the website now because it's going to look very fucking different in the next couple of weeks. So go check it out now. Honor its memory. We are doing a really dip- a big departure because the website has looks basically the same since I built the fucking thing out in 2016, and I'm really tired of looking at it. So that's why it's changing. And we got to fix a bunch of stuff. So twobrokewashknobs.com. Check us out on Instagram at twobrokewashknobs. Um, Bear, tell everyone your Instagram handle so they, uh, so they can stalk the shit out of you. It's Griffin, G-R-I-F-F-I-N underscore watches. Oh, that's it. I was that's it. Ready, Bam. Getting ready to give you my email again. Whoops. <laughs> Go and stalk the shit out of Baird on Instagram. Go and like his stuff. Uh, and I apologize. I haven't been on there a lot. Like I said, I have a real life. and Life gets know, in the way. I have to go to work and all this other stuff, and I'm not bitching about it. People out there like, Bear doesn't like his children, you can tell. That's <laughs> bullshit. I do like my kids. I hope they succeed much more than I do. You know, it's just they take up a lot of time. And yeah. by 9 o'clock at night, I'm like, you know, I should post something on the internet, but I don't want to. I just want to uh, watch cartoons and veg out like Anthony Bourdain. Do a do a do a uh, do a real wrist shot from uh, from a lazy boy of well, like you bad. watching cartoons, right? Like a recliner. Yeah, that would that's be it for sure. That's it, man. That's the one. You know, I'm telling you, I'll probably do one later today in my fucking pajamas. I'm wearing my Mickey Mouse pajamas still. <laughs> that I that I posted on the Slack this morning on the Patreon I, Slack. I got dressed. I got dressed up for this, and uh, my wife's always like, "Why do you get dressed before you get on a podcast?" <laughs> Nobody sees you on. I'm like, I got to feel the part. I got to feel the part, man. I got to feel oh. the part. If I if I show up in a dog hair covered shirt and flip flops, I'm going to, you know, <laughs> I'm going to feel trashy. I don't know. Well, it was a pleasure having you on. It's always cool having you on. I'm going to try to have you on more. Obviously, if you're down, whenever you have the time. Everyone, again, check out Baird on Instagram. Check out Two Book Washdowns on Instagram. Check out twobookwashdowns.com because it's going to fucking change. So honor its memory by seeing what it looks like now. And um, definitely leave us questions and comments on the show notes when this thing goes up and everything like that. But otherwise, I think I think Baird, I think it's that sad time. Oh, well. I, <laughs> I wish, I, you know, Mike said he was going to come up with some theme music for me. I'm 
still still waiting on that mic. I Come mean, on, Michael, get your shit together. You, you play guitar and stuff. You're really good at it. You know, so. make make Baird some. I can do some fucking music. I can do early two thousands emo if that's what you're into. Like I, can I can have that thing. I think we make some it work. <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Let's say goodbye. I'll hit stop recording, but don't hang up on Skype. That way we can like say goodbye properly, not in front of everyone. So, um, whenever you're ready, just say thanks for listening. This is Baird, and then I'll close this out. Sounds good. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Hope you had a good time. This is Baird, and this is Kaz. You have been listening to Two Broke Wash Knobs. Later.